The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. Collins going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Mount St. Joseph University. Effing Good Chicken Tenders. And Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Mount St. Joseph University College Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Schuler Field in downtown Cincinnati. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And we've got college football for you on what was a sunshiny day here in Cincinnati, which has suddenly turned overcast here at Schuler Field. And this afternoon, the Hanover Panthers come to town in first place now in the Heartland Conference with a 6-1 and overall mark, 4-0 and in conference play to take on the suddenly second place Mount St. Joseph Lions. They are also at 6-1 and overall, but after last week's defeat in Terre Haute to Rose Holman, 29-8, the Lions now stand 4-1 and one in the Heartland Conference and in second place. Dan Benjamin alongside as usual for home games. And Bear, as we look at this afternoon's ball game, you can't get any more of a must-win for the Lions than you've got today. Absolutely, Dave. Uh, you know, it's not the position they want to be in, but they are here right now. The good thing is they got a chance for the next uh, four quarters to do something about their situation, and that's win here at Schuler Field, which they've done pretty well this year. And uh, looking forward to see if the offense can get back on track after last week's uh, debacle, I guess is a good term to use. But uh, high-powered offense that only scored eight points, uh, I would think that uh, Coach Caleb was probably a little disappointed. Very disappointed. We'll talk with Coach Caleb Carell coming up here in just a few minutes about last week's ball game. It's also senior day, and we're going to be having those festivities coming up for you in about 15 minutes here from Schuler Field. But, Bear, how do you, when you've got a team that was so demoralized after the way they played last week, bounce back in the following week? What do you do as a coach to get them back in the groove? you, you got to get back to the fundamentals. you got to get your kids just doing the stuff that got them to where they were going into last week's game and that was playing fundamental football. As we talked two weeks ago, Dave, my concern was the offense was not in a flow in that game against Bluffton, especially the second half. I didn't see much of it. What I watched last week, they were not in the flow as well. I'm sure the weather conditions had something to do with that, but, you know, both teams had to play in that. So you come out, and I think you got to really emphasize the seniors have to be leaders. I think three or four starters on each side of the ball are seniors, and that's got to be key. And it all is going to start with Tomlin on the offensive side playing his last home game here in Schuler Field. Well, it's going to be Tomlin on the offensive side of the ball, Spencer Kandra on the defensive side of the ball that's got to get this team ready to go. The scenario is, sounds convoluted, but it's really very simple. The Lions have to win today and next week at Anderson. Meanwhile, Hanover next week is going to go to Rose Holman. If Hanover wins and the Lions win today and next week, the Lions go to the playoffs. So you don't, as a coach, you don't have to tell your players that, do you? They're going to know. 
know. No, no, you don't have to tell them that. You know, they know the scenario. They were in a similar situation last year when they were, uh, you know, on the way outside looking in, and Hanover pulls one off against Franklin and get a three-way tie. Unfortunately, Hanover went to the NCAA playoffs, and we didn't. So hopefully we can flip the script this year, and we get in that way. That's the good news. The bad news is if the Lions lose today, they're out. Yeah, that's that's not good. You know, you're having a good good season season here, you know, and uh, this is it. It all come down to this one game here, you know, barring next week against Anderson, but uh, I'm sure Coach Hopps got them ready to play today. Well, last week, I never thought I would say this, but the Lions were manhandled, and they were held to just 212 yards of total offense. Jayton Tomlin was only 16 of 33 for 137 yards in the game and just one touchdown pass. He threw two interceptions, and he was sacked six times by the Rose defense. You can't complete many passes, Dan, when you're sitting on your behind most of the game. No, no. We see that with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you don't have an offensive line there at all. At least here, the Mount does. You know, I was pretty disappointed, to say the least, uh, watching this team play all year and how good the line handled things. But I, I feel that uh, Rose Holman probably did some stunning up front that gave us problems, and we never were able to get on track. Here's the good news. The left tackle and left guard, Isaiah Trimble and Jake Kaiser, are back for today's game. They've both got shoulder injuries. Ironically, they're both AC joints, but they're going to give it a go here today. Well, this is it. It's all on the line, and that's what you do when you're an athlete like this. You know you get one shot at football uh, a week. It's not like other sports where you're playing two or three times, and, and this could be it for most of their careers. You know, nobody's going to probably make it to the next level so you know good for them hopefully they stay healthy throughout this game and can help that o-line and for the first time in three weeks cornell beecham was held under the 200 yard of total offense mark he had just 172 last week 112 of them coming on the ground still he was the one that caught the touchdown pass and the lions coaching staff they were upset that a targeting wasn't called on that touchdown pass nothing was called but nonetheless that was just one touchdown. They needed three more. Right, right. You know, it, it sounds like, and as I watched, Dave, they didn't get really on track offensively. Hopefully they can get into a rhythm. I know they moved Beecham back in the backfield a little bit, which is good, but bad. You know, you, you disrupted a little bit of the flow they had there. And, you know, I'm sure Coach Cable will, you know, hang his hat on what he does well, and that's get the ball down the field and let Tomlin make decisions. The Lions intercepted Rose three times but couldn't come up with any points off of those turnovers. And offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill explained the problems that the Lions had last week. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that compounded to make the, you know, the result that we saw Saturday. I mean, obviously have the weather to deal with. And I thought Rose did a great job with their game plan, kind of slightly adjusting it to take away easy things and didn't really let us push it vertical. Um, and, you know, we didn't really protect the quarterback, which is opens up a lot of what we do. I thought we, we ran it well, but by the time the second half came around, you know, we were down so much um, that it made it difficult to lean on the run game. So I think it was a lot of that. We didn't really match the, phys- you know, the physicality of the game. Um, and so a lot of it, to me, just kind of goes from that to where, when you don't match the physicality of a team that's ready to play and is playing for something, um, usually bad things are going to happen for you. Did Rose do anything defensively that you haven't seen this year? They definitely adjusted what they you know they did a good job because last year they let us kind of get after them vertically with the pass game, and I think they did a nice job of adjusting to where. Um, you know, they kept, you know, they kept the integrity of their defense, but they, they backed some different people off that brought a lot of pressure in, in different ways and kind of just forced our hand, um, to trying to get the ball out quickly. But it was definitely, it's definitely a unique approach that they had and they just had a lot of energy and effort that they were playing with. So you put those things together and it, 
it just didn't you know it just didn't click for us. How difficult is it for you as the offensive coordinator to adjust to the injuries across the offensive line? It makes it difficult because you just you 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 we trust the guys we're putting in. Um, but you don't know what the full unit's going to look like until you're out there playing against uh, an opponent. So I think a lot of it is trying to feel out, you know, what it looks like as a unit and then also feeling out the defense. Um, and, and, and a lot of what happened Saturday was it, it was, you know, once we kind of settled down, it was, it was a person here, a person there. And, you know, when, when you get out of rhythm as a play caller, you, it's hard to figure out what to lean on. So, you know, that's kind of why we just went to beach him as much as possible, just to find ways to get him the ball and, and try to let him operate. Last question. What do you see out of Hanover's defense that's going to be challenging today? Fast, physical, disciplined. They're, they're pretty good. Um, you know, I think what, what makes it a, a little better for us is what we're preparing for is, is we're used to seeing this type of defense in the sense of it's what, you know, the style of defense that our defense plays. So we see it every day. We practice against it every day. Um, I just think they're very, very disciplined in what they do. Um, they have some really good athletes, especially at the linebacker position. Um, I think they got the best dude in the league um, back there. So I think it's, it's you know, we're going to have to get right against an even better defense this week, and that that makes it interesting. Offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill before this afternoon's ball game. Dan, you know as a coach that you can prepare for just about everything possible during the week of practice, but if you lose a couple of players, especially along an important spot like the offensive line, you can't really prepare for that. Yeah, that's correct, Dave. You know, Caleb addressed that a little bit, as you heard there. You know, they trust the guys that are backups, but the thing that nobody really understands is the chemistry piece. You know, along that line, you know, you might have one slight miscommunication, and the next thing you know, you're not blocking somebody, and they're coming free. And I'm sure, you know, Rose took advantage of that last week. But, uh, you know, getting the two gentlemen back today, hopefully that'll help that uh, solve a lot of the problems. And, uh, you know, the other thing he uh, addressed there was getting vertical, stretching the defense. If you can stretch a defense, you can do a lot of underneath stuff. If you can't, then you got to be able to physically run the ball. And the Mount is not a too tight team to physically pound the ball. They're, they're definitely a spread offense. Well, you mentioned that Cornell Beecham will be at running back today, but Michael Williamson, it appears he's back at full strength, Dan, because looking at him in the warm-ups today, that right ankle sprain uh, appears to be a lot healthier than it has been over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Williamson wants to be on the field being a senior. You know, this is it. This is his last go around here at Schuler Field. And, uh, yeah, your ankle may be hurting, but at the end of the day, you're going to say, no way I'm missing my senior game. Well, that loss last week by the Lions broke their nine-game winning streak. Prior to that, they had won 13 of their last 14 games. And the best the Lions can hope for right now is a win today and a Hanover win in the final conference game of the year, as we explained earlier in the pregame show. Hanover's coming to town in this afternoon's contest off a 56-7 to win over Manchester last week. Here is a glaring stat about the Panther defense. They have played four conference games and given up a total of 14 points. That's pretty pretty uh, stingy defense, Dave. You know, uh, I'm anxious to see. I've been thinking about this all week. And anxious to see, as Caleb said, can we match this athleticism that Hanover brings in on the defense side? Can we match it with our offensive personnel? I believe we can. Uh, that's going to be key that we control the ball and control the clock and obviously keep their offense off the field. But we're definitely going to have to score three touchdowns or more just to be in this game. So, Well, 
Last year, it was a 19-15 to win by the Lions over Hanover. And in that game, the Lions had their best defensive effort of the season, holding the Panthers' attack to just 15 points. Tomlin threw for 128 yards and a touchdown in that game. Williamson had a touchdown and 79 yards rushing. But Sean Cohen led the Panther attack with 131 yards rushing and a touchdown in the game. And he dominates the rushing game for the Panthers this season. He has got 842 total yards so far this year, 12 touchdowns, which ranks him second behind Henderson at Manchester in the Heartland Conference. And he's averaging 120.3 yards per game, which also puts him among the league best and places him inside the top 20 as far as Division Three college football is concerned nationwide. Wow, that's an impressive uh, stat line, you know. So I'm sure the Mount defense is aware of that. They're going to have to keep Cohen in check. And, uh, you know, you just you can give him his yardage, but you can't let him break one. you got to keep him in front of you. You cannot let him break tackles and get that extra effort. And I think if the defense can do that today, that they'll be satisfied with the outcome. The Panther passing game is led by junior Noah Wazenski. He's averaging 238.3 yards per game passing. He's got a 165.6 efficiency rating. To tell you how good Wazenski is, he's four-tenths of a point in efficiency rating behind Chayton Tomlin. And that tells you how good he's been this year. That's pretty amazing. You know, you got two of the best quarterbacks in the conference, if not in the, in the country here, or at least the Midwest, in my opinion, and, uh, you know, I'd like to see the defenses step up again. I know they're banged up a little bit and bruised. I know Noah Abel's playing with a cast on, but you know what? He's a heck of a corner. I'm sure he's going to come out and give us some good effort today. And, and Lugers is great in the back in the secondary as well. But uh, hopefully our linebackers will get involved. You know, when we have good linebacker play, I think we can stop anybody. Well, also with Wazenski, he's got 14 touchdown passes this year, 1,668 yards passing. That's still about 800 yards behind <laughs> what Tomlin's got, though. His main target is going to be senior Connor Gibson. He's got a team-high 39 receptions for 552 yards. We started talking about the Panther defense. We're going to end up talking about the Panther defense, not only now, but a lot during the game. They have allowed just 277 yards per game. And until a third-quarter score last week, they had gone 10 consecutive shutout quarters of football. That's definitely impressive when your defense can do that. You're definitely going to win games, and that's why they're undefeated in the conference. But, you know, on the flip side, have they seen kids like Beecham? Have they seen Williamson? Have they seen Tomlin besides last year? You know, and is Tomlin going to be more comfortable now? You know, his senior year here today at Schuler Field. And I would think this kid's going to be so hyped up that he's going to lead this team even more so today than he has all year. I'm looking for big things out of Tomlin today. The answer to your question is no, no, and no, because <laughs> they finish up with Rose next week and Franklin the week after that. So they definitely have not seen this talent level talent right now. And, you know, uh, just hope we come out and play uh, Lion football like we have all year, you know, bar last weekend. And, uh I think that if Tomlin can control the momentum of this game and get in a rhythm offensively, they're going to be pretty tough to beat today. Panther seniors Matt Ryer and Carson Plessinger have each got three and a half sacks. Ryer comes into the contest with 32 total tackles, including 20 solo, while Plessinger has tackled 34 total tackles and six tackles for loss this year. The coaches, Matt Theobald in his fourth year, 21 wins against 17 career defeats. 
as the head coach of the Panthers. He has guided them to identical four and six records in his first two years at the helm, and then he led them to a seven and four record, seven and one in the Heartland Conference, but that seven and four record included a playoff loss in the Division Three tournament last year. That was the first time they had made the tournament in the last 15 years. And, of course, Tyler Hopperton in his third year as head coach of the Panthers. 20 wins against 7 defeats is what the Mount St. Joseph alumni graduate has got as head coach here at the Mount. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. We've got the Senior Day festivities coming up. We'll have all that and a chat with Tyler Hopperton. We'll do that when we come back on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show right after this timeout. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. Minutes before this afternoon's ball game, the Senior Day festivities. Just about ready to get underway here at Schuler Field as Hanover and the Lions are out on the field preparing for this afternoon's contest. The Panthers 6-1 and one overall. Their lone loss came to center on the opening day of the season, and they are 4-0 and in Heartland Conference play. As we told you at the top of the pregame show, a win today by the Panthers will clinch the Lions being out of any talk for the conference championship. Meanwhile, the... Lions are 6-1 and one overall also, coming off of their loss last week at Rose-Holman on a rainy and extremely windy day last Saturday afternoon. And the Lions, they are 4-1 and one in Heartland Conference play. There's a lot of Division One college football teams that are off today, not only in the Heartland Conference, but in Division One football. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and San Diego State are all off today. When we come back, we will talk about what's going on in Division One college football right now. We'll go over the Heartland Conference standings and give you the schedule for today. But let's join our public address announcer now with the Senior Day University celebrating its centennial year and 30th season of intercollegiate football for this evening's, this afternoon's game between the visiting Panthers of Hanover and your Mount St. Joseph Lions. Today, we honor the seniors who have meant so much to the Mounts over the past four years. We begin with the members of the Mount St. Joseph University. Lexi Wyatt. 
Lexi Wyatt is joined today by her parents, Angie and Gary Wyatt. Lexi will graduate from the Mount in May of 2020 with a degree in early childhood education and intends on finding a teaching job here in the Cincinnati area. Her favorite memory of her time as a cheerleader here at the Mount was being able to make forever friendships with the girls on the team. She would like to send a big thank you to her parents. Her entire cheerleading career. From Coach Forsyth, Lexi, we all wish you the best of luck. I have watched you grow into a fine. It's been my pleasure to coach you. Be proud and always walk tall, Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, your Mount St. Joseph senior cheerleader, C. Wyatt. And now let's meet the 2019 Mount Football Senior Class. Manager, Angeline Bird. Angeline Bird has been a vital member of the Mount's equipment staff for the past four years. Angeline is joined on the field by her parents, Vicki and... Bird, ...along with her grandparents, Vic and Millie Godby. She will... Mount in the spring with a degree in business management. She would like to extend a thank you to all the coaches and players for making the last four years memorable. She appreciates all of you and also every member of the MSJ football family. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Angeline Bird. Number two, Chase Pankey. Wide receiver on the field today by his Tracy Pankey and Kelly Martin. Chase came to the Mount via transfer, but is originally from Archbishop Muller High School here in Cincinnati. In business management. After graduation, Chase would like to become the owner of his own business. When asked who he would like to thank, Chase had this to say, quote, I just want to thank all the coaches for the opportunity they gave me as a transfer and believing in me. I also want to thank my girlfriend for pushing me and sticking with me through all of my adverse situations. Lastly, I want to thank my and never giving up on me no matter what the situation was. Trayon Taylor. Wide receiver number 11, Trayon Taylor. Trayon is joined on the field today by his parents, Earl and Tony Taylor. He came to the Mount all the way from Orlando, Florida and Winter Park High School. Trayon is a criminology major who will graduate from the Mount in May after carrying a 3.0 GPA through his college career. He has been a member of the football team for four years and also participates for Coach Tina Blakely on the MSJ track and field team in the spring. Ladies and gentlemen, number 11, Trayon. Number 12, Peyton Williams. Safety, number 12, Peyton Williams is escorted on the field by his parents, Robert and Mary Williams, his grandmother, Ricky, and his sisters and brother. 
Peyton will graduate in December with a degree in special education and has carried a 3.7 GPA through his college career. He hopes to get a job teaching in the Cincinnati Public School District while helping others achieve fitness goals along with himself. When asked about who he would like to thank for helping him along the journey, Peyton had this to say, quote, I would like to thank my entire family and teammates and all the staff here at the Mount. Without each and every one of you, I would not be where I am today. Ladies and gentlemen, number 12, Peyton Williams. Number 20, Michael Williamson. Running back, number 20, Michael Williamson, is joined on the field today by his parents, Mike and Michelle Williamson. He came to the mound after a standout prep career at New Richmond High School and has gained four varsity letters during his career. Mike will graduate in December with a degree in business management and has carried a 3.4 GPA during his time in college. After graduation, Mike will look to open his own marketing company. Mike was vital in the Lions 2018 championship season. After injuries hampered the Lions passing attack, he became a workhorse back for the team, leading them to the first conference championship in nearly 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, number 20, Michael Williamson. Number 24, Gavin Edmondson. Safety number 24, Gavin Edmondson, is joined on the field by his mother, his girlfriend, and both sets of his grandparents. Gavin came to the mound from Perry, Georgia, to play football and major in athletic training. 3.4 GPA throughout his time at the Mount and will graduate in the spring. After leaving the Mount, Gavin hopes to become a successful athletic trainer at the college level. Number 32, Sean Sullivan. Linebacker number 32, Sean Sullivan, is joined on the field by his mom and dad, Vicki and Mark, his sisters, Shannon and Megan, and his brother, Antoine. Sean has been the definition of a Division III student athlete during his time here at the Mount. As a nursing major, Sean has carried a nearly perfect GPA while starring on the field. After graduation, Sean will become a registered nurse working in pediatrics and maybe coach football. When asked who he would like to thank, Sean had this to say, quote, I would like to thank my mom and dad above everyone because they have believed in me and supported my football journey more than anyone. I'd also like to thank all my teammates and coaches I have had throughout the years. They have given me the best memories of my life. I will always think of Mount St. Joseph as my home. I would say I'll miss this place, but I don't think I'll ever stay for too long. Mount up! Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Sullivan! Number 34, Nate Stone! Linebacker number 34, Nate Stone, is being escorted on the field by his mom, Dad Eli, sister Haley, and girlfriend Maddie. Nate will graduate in May of 2020 with a degree in special education after maintaining a stellar 3.98 during his time at the Mount. After graduation, Nate plans on becoming a special education teacher and football coach at the high school level. 
When asked who he would like to thank, Nate had this to say. Thank you to all of my coaches for pushing me. My favorite moments in this program was grinding each year with my teammates to get through camp. Ladies and gentlemen, number 32, Nate Stone. Number 52, Zach Miller. Short snapper, number 52, Zach Miller, is joined on the field today by his parents. A LaSalle High School product, Zach came to the mound to play football and major in communications and new media studies. Zach will graduate in the fall of 2020 and hopes to one day work for ESPN. His favorite memory of the time with the football program would be beating Franklin on the road this season to kick off the conference schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, number 52, Zach Miller. Number 56, Andrew McFarland. Defensive lineman number 56, Andrew McFarland, is joined on the field today by his father, Tony, mother, Debbie, brother, Alex, and sister, Olivia. He came to the man from Glen Eskey High School to major in natural science and minor in biology and business. Andrew will graduate in the spring and has strong thoughts about joining the United States Navy and pursuing a career in marine biology. When asked who he would like to thank, Andrew had this to say, quote, Thank you to my coaches for shaping me into a more respected individual since day one. I would not be where I am without them. Thank you to my friends and family for always being there. And thank you to my parents for the constant support and love. Without y'all, I would not be the man I am today. Ladies and gentlemen, Number 62, David Guck. Defensive lineman, number 62, David Gutt, is an elder high school product joined by his parents, Joe and Denise Gutt, his fiancée Ashley, his grandparents, and various other family members. David is going to graduate from the mound in the spring after majoring in mathematics and minoring in education. After college, he intends on becoming a teacher and a coach and looks forward to marrying his beautiful fiancée. He would like to extend a heartfelt thank you to his parents for always supporting him. Ladies and gentlemen, number sixty-two, David Guck. Number sixty-eight, Kevin O'McCarthy. Offensive tackle, number 68, Kevin McCarthy, is joined on the field today by his mom, Melissa, dad, Kevin, sister, Kaylee, and girlfriend, Beth. He came to the Mount of Transfer originally from Lakota West High School. Kavanaugh is a computer science major who minored in business administration and web and mobile application development. After graduation, he be plans on becoming a software developer. When asked who he would like to thank, Kavanaugh had this to say. Quote, I would like to thank my whole family for always supporting me through this long journey of football. Unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, number 68, Kavanaugh McCarthy. Number 79, Cameron Washington. Offensive lineman number 79, Cameron Washington, is joined on the field by his parents, Carmen and Charles Washington. 
a native of Byron, Georgia, and Westfield High School. He came to the Mount to play football and major in sports management. Cam is still undecided on what will come after he graduates, though there is little doubt he will be successful in whatever venture he tries to pursue. His favorite memory from the Mount would have to be the post-game celebrations. Number 79, Cameron Washington. Number 99, Spencer Dufresne. Kicker number 99, Spencer Dufresne, is joined on the field today by his parents, Mike and Jenny, along with his siblings, Kelsey and Aaron. Spencer is a product of Chaminade Julien in Beaver Creek, Ohio, and is a biology major who has maintained a 3.4 GPA during his time here at the Mount. He will graduate in May of 2020 and hopes to get accepted into graduate school to do biological research. We'd like to thank Spencer and this to say, quote, thank you to my family and friends for always supporting me. Ladies and gentlemen, number 99. Number one, Chayton Tomlin. Quarterback Chayton Tomlin is joined on the field by his father, Blaze Tomlin, and mother, Sissy Kleinert, his stepmother, Amanda Tomlin, and stepfather, Scott Kleinert, along with his brothers and sisters and various other members of his family. Chayton will graduate from the Mount in the spring with a degree in marketing and finance, and after graduation, he will work as a financial planner while trying to further his football career. Tomlin leaves the Mount as the most decorated quarterback in school history, with his name atop the career leaderboards in almost every passing category. His favorite memory from his time playing football here at the Mount was leading the game-winning drive against Hanover last season, which helped the Lions become HCAC co-champions. When asked who he would like to thank, Chayton said, quote, I would like to thank my family for all the support, my uncles for teaching me how to play sports when I was young, and pushing me to be my best. Coach Huber and Coach Carl for showing faith in me and recruiting me. That, lastly, I would like to thank my parents for never letting me down and always having my back. I love you guys, unquote. For the underclassmen, Chapin would like to say, quote, fellas, it went quick. Enjoy it while you can. Always put school first, and everything else will follow. Gonna miss you, boys. Number one, out. Ladies Number 95, Spencer Kendra. Defensive lineman number 95, Spencer Kandra, is being escorted by his parents, Chris and Renee Kandra, along with Evan, Annalise, Luke, Colin, and Mara. Spencer is an elder high school product who will graduate from the Mount in the spring with a degree in athletic training after maintaining a 3.5 GPA during his time here. After graduation, Spencer intends on staying here at the Mount to get a master's degree in education. His favorite memories include always staying in the back of the locker room with his D-line family. Number 95, Spencer Kendra. Finally, the members of the band, Andre Anderson. Senior Andre Anderson is joined on the field today by his mother, Marcella Carter. Andre will graduate from the Mount in a degree in communication and new media studies and intends to find a job.
then you got a call back. She said yes. For those of you on the radio, Spencer Kandra just proposed to his girlfriend while that introduction was going on. I think she said yes. Yes, she did say yes for all of the social media people out there. Congratulations to Spencer. Okay. Well, we have lost the communication between here and the PA announcer, so we'll take it over as the band is getting uh, introduced now on Senior Day, and we apologize for that. But uh, we got the football team, and as we said, Spencer Kandra now has become engaged during the Senior Day festivities here at Schuler Field in Cincinnati. Dave Mitchell along with Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field after all these Senior Day ceremonies. Do you remember your Senior Day? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I asked that same question to Hop, and we'll get the answer when I go on the interview here in I, just a little bit. I know we were playing at LaSalle High School. I do remember that. And uh, being the youngest of 10, you know, and I didn't come <laughs> back to college until I was 26. And so uh, I had about 20 people there for senior day. I remember that part. That's about wow. it. I remember my son's senior day very, very well. Well, in the Hartley Conference last week, just a couple of conference games. Bluffton defeated Anderson 24-17 and Franklin Blank Defiance 28 nothing. Of course, we've already talked to you about the Mount and Hanover games. Today, they will all start at 1.30. Not only this one, but Defiance will be at Rose-Hulman. Boy, hopefully it would be nice if the Yellow Jackets could come up with their first win of the year today. And Bluffton will be at Manchester. Franklin and Anderson have the day off. We'll be back to talk to head coach Tyler Hopperton about this afternoon's ball game and have the kickoff after this timeout. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new-onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight? Together, we can get it done. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here. At Schuler Field, and we are minutes before this afternoon's ball game between the Hanover Panthers at six and one, four and zero oh in conference play, and the Mount St. Joseph Lions at six and one also, and four and one in conference play. The Lions are four and zero oh here at home. They are two and one on the road with two road games left to go. Hanover is four and one at home, and they are two and zero. Oh on the road. Matt Theobald in his fourth year, they have won six in a row. They're averaging 487 yards of total offense and they have giving up just 14.3 points per ball game overall and in conference play this year just 4.25 points per ball game. The Lions, I think you're right, Bear. I, I think if they can score on this Hanover team, they can win this football game. Absolutely, you know, today something's got to give. You just mentioned Hanover's 2-0 and on the road. We're 4-0 and here in Schuler Field. 
senior day, you know, you don't really need to say much as a head coach. You look at the underclassmen and you say, hey, you've got to buckle up. You've got to get after it. And you've got to reach deep because you're a year away from being in these guys' positions where football is going to be over. So uh, they'll be motivated, you know, about the only other person in this stadium that's going to be fired up is probably uh, Spencer's now fiance. She's <laughs> a, probably just as excited as he is to play this game. Well, injuries and the weather have hit the Lions at the wrong time of the year, and even though they don't hold their future in their hands right now, the conference title is still in play on Senior Day. And we talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton about that earlier. Hop before this afternoon's ball game against Hanover. Do you remember your Senior Day? I do. I do uh, remember my Senior Day. It was against uh, Thomas More College in uh, 2000 and fall 2011. It was actually same day, actually, yeah. uh, November second, because it was my it's uh, my mom's birthday. So, uh, so I remember that, and uh, I had about fifteen people walk out with me, I think. <laughs> um, but I, I do remember it. It was one one of uh, we we lost the game, but I had a pretty good game. It was a, a tough one. So, well, happy birthday, mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Alice. Yeah. All right. Last week, uh, I guess the easiest way to ask this is. What happened? I know the injuries across the offensive line caused a lot of problems, but there just didn't seem to be anything that you guys could get going in that game. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I thought we were very passive, you know, um, especially watching film. I mean, we were receiving the blows, not giving the blows, you know, and all year we've been the ones um, doing the hitting and, you know, we were the on the receiving end. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was a team that they had to win to stay in the conference race. And <clears throat> they played with that kind of desperation and we didn't. Um, and then just from an execution standpoint, I mean, we're just all over the place, you know, things that, um, that we've done all year, um, and executed at a pretty good rate all year, that the things that we didn't. So, you know, the pressure got the best of us and especially when our backs were against the wall, you know, that was the first time that we, um, were down in a game and, um, you know, it, at the time, it didn't seem like it really affected anybody, you know, that we were just kind of going out, but just can't get anything going. And sometimes it happens, I guess. We talked a little bit about the offensive line being banged up, but you said today Kaiser and Trimble are going to try to go. Yeah, they're going to give it a whirl. You know, I mean, they're not um, – they're kind of at the point now that they're more hurt than injured. You know, it's kind of coming back from some injuries, and they're going to give it a whirl. They know it's a big game, and the guys are counting on them, and they're going to try. This Hanover team, I mean, they've got a lot to play for, so do we this afternoon, but their defense has been outstanding this season. What do you see out of that that's going to be a challenge for today? I mean, they're just, they're consistent and they're disciplined. You know, they don't do anything crazy. I mean, they didn't even blitz in the Manchester game, you know, and they gave up maybe a touchdown late. And, um, but, you know, they just line up every down and, know what they're going to do and you know what they're going to do and they execute it so you know that's from an offensive standpoint especially after probably our worst week offensively and not just from a um, terms of yardage and um, points but just execution um, that we have to come out and match that execution or it's going to be another long week how about Cohen he had a big game against us last year what do you see has he improved from this year yeah, Sean, Sean's a really good player. I mean, he does a really nice job. He's a tough kid. Love playing against him, uh, the last couple of years. And last year kind of turned into a, uh, running back versus running back game last year, which is always kind of fun, you know, uh, especially late in the year. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of hate him because he's on the other team, but he's a great kid and a really hard worker and a, and a damn good running back. Are these two teams hop that are kind of mirror images of each other, or would you say that that's not the case? Very similar, very similar, and especially in approach, you know. Um, 
I know Coach Theobald decently well. Um, he was at Franklin for a long time, and um, you know he became the head coach at Hanover, uh, his first head coach job about a year before I got this job. So um, you know we talk a lot in the off season and have a lot of similar ideas. You know some different approaches and some different kind of ideas on certain things, but you know ultimately I think we both have the same kind of um, philosophy, if you will, um, not not just from a um, X and O's perspective and kind of keeping it simple and letting the guys do what they do, but just from a recruiting and retention um, idea as well. Um, and so I think it's very similar, and that's why, you know, it was a great game last year and probably another great game today. When you look at this, Hop, and you, and you see what's on the line, how has practice been this week? Have you, have you seen a different attitude of the players this week in practice? Yeah, there's definitely been a little bit of a shift, and I think guys – um, in a way, you know, after the loss, losses, a lot of times it's easier to learn from losses. You know, sometimes when you win, it kind of patches up some of the things. And I think we've done a good job this year and still in finding things to work on and, and that kind of thing. But, um, I think it definitely opened up everybody's eyes. I think it was a humbling experience on Saturday and it definitely makes it, um, a little easier to focus this week that you kind of get gut checked a little bit. Um, and, but I think practice has been good this week, even despite the elements. Besides the win, what are you looking for right away out of your team in this game? Just being aggressive. I mean, just, you know, um, asserting our will. You know, if we want to go out, I, I told the guys to lay it on the line, you know, and um, I'm going to probably play that song over and over on the, you know, the get some 80s rock up in here tomorrow, or today. And, um, you know, ultimately, you know, just, hey, give it your best shot. You know, this is the opportunity we've been wanting. We, we say we want to play for championships here. Great. Here it is. You know, so let's just get out and lay it on the line. And, you know, we watch football every Saturday, every Sunday. You know, all these guys, some of these guys have been playing football 12 years. They've seen good wins, bad wins, bad losses, good losses, all kinds of crazy games. Let's just go out there and lay it on the line and see what happens. Good luck today. Thank you. Well, the Lions have just come out onto the field getting ready for the coin toss here this afternoon. They are 6-1. and one. Both teams this afternoon, 6-1 and one heading into this one. The difference is that one less game that Hanover has played. They are 4-0 and oh in the Heartland, while the Lions are 4-1. and one. Isaiah Trimble and Jake Kaiser are going to try and play today with those shoulder injuries. Running back Michael Williamson is back after the sprained ankle. Cornerback Noah Abel is going to play with a cast on the broken bone in his right hand. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. The kickoff is coming up next here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 
Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Back here at Schuler Field on a what has turned out to be a pretty decent day for football here in Cincinnati. The clouds are still overhead there, but there's virtually no wind whatsoever, and the sun is starting to peek through those clouds. Yeah, that's a great day for these young men to be playing out here today. You know, no rain, no snow. Like you said, a little bit cloudy, but you got that sun out there. The temperature is probably somewhere in the 40s or 50s. That's perfect for a football game. We're ready to get this one underway here in just a couple of minutes. Gives us an opportunity to take a look at the scoreboard of Division One football as the Lions now hit the football field here at Schuler. Wake Forest is leading North Carolina State 31-10 to with just about a minute left to go in the first half of action. Michigan is blanking Maryland at halftime 21 to nothing. And in games that are going on later this afternoon, Virginia Tech will be at Notre Dame. Georgia plays at Florida. That's a big top ten contest in college football. Kansas State plays at Kansas, and Utah will be at Washington. We told you all the teams earlier that have today off. This is basically off week Saturday in college football. LSU is off. They're ranked number one this week, by the way. Alabama number two. Ohio State number three, fifth ranked Penn State, 13th ranked Minnesota, 18th ranked Wisconsin, 19th ranked Iowa, and 25th ranked San Diego State are all off today. I mean, basically, you could take the top five teams in the Big Ten, Bear, and say they're all off today. Yeah, pretty much so, but that, that's a strong lineup right there, Dave. You know, I'm anxious to see, you know, get to the playoff picture. I like LSU and their quarterback. The transfer's done a great job. Alabama's Alabama. You know, Clemson's still pretty solid right now. The Buckeyes are looking really good. And if they can continue to perform like that, they'll find themselves in the mix. While we've got a minute here, of course, most people know that Dan is the head coach of the women's basketball team here at Mount. You had a scrimmage this morning. I'm going to put you on the spot how to go. We we did have a scrimmage this morning. It, it was bittersweet. Uh, today marks the fifth year of uh, Lauren Hill's first game uh, at the Centos Center. And it brought back some memories for me. And, you know, I may not have been myself this morning coaching the young ladies, but... Uh, we got some talent on the team. Uh, we just aren't, don't have the chemistry going right now. We're getting the flow of the offense. We got about seven or eight new players trying to learn it. So uh, we're going to be okay as long as we come in with the right attitudes and just keep practicing hard. Well, and I'm looking forward to doing more of the women's games here this year too. I'm excited to have you come out. Well, the Mount won the coin toss and they have deferred to the second half to get the football. So Hanover and their high-powered offense 
will start the game off on offense. They're averaging 43.9 points per ball game, 487 yards of total offense per contest. Behind their quarterback, Noah Wazinski. Wazinski, a 6'3 senior out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's throwing 67% of his passes for completions for 1,668 yards, 14 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, and a 165.6 efficiency rating. He'll have one of the leading rushers in the Heartland Conference, Sean Cohen, right behind him from Evansville, Indiana, 5'10", 185 pounds. He is averaging 120.3 yards per game on the ground and six and a half yards per carry. He's got 12 touchdowns and a long run of 69 yards this year. Taylor Blystein, Jared Frank, Connor Gibson, and Jackson Doherty will be the receivers. And across that front line, we'll give it to you right after the kickoff here today by Ryan Murray. Step back to return this kickoff will be Jackson Doherty for Hanover. We're set to go. Lions going from right to left across your computer screen. Kick is off and it is taken in by Doherty at the 15 to the 20 to the 25 and he'll trip himself up and struggle out to the 29 yard line. They may spot him at the 30 and that's where Hanover is going to start first and 10 from their own 30 yard line. Lions have Spencer Kandra, David Duck, Guck, excuse me, Nick Brokering and Noah Hammond across the front line. Sean Sullivan and Julius Fisher along with Adam Slusser at the linebacker positions. The corners are Noah Abel and Troy Speakman. And the safeties are Peyton Lugers and Peyton Williams. Hanover starts in the shotgun. And they move. Cohen off to the right. He takes the handoff off the left side. Cuts back to the right across the 30 out to the 36-yard line. Gain of six on the leading rusher in the Heartland for him. And it brings up second down four. Just a nice little power up front. They gave him a little zone read, and Cohen hit the hole. They're doing this little hurry-up offense to see if we can just stop this tempo. Wazinski out of the shotgun. He's got Cohen right behind him, now out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Wazinski, no rush. Now rolls out to the right. Flips it out to the right-hand side, and it is complete on the play up to the 50 to the 45 in Mount Territory, and run out of bounds finally at about the 36-yard line. They're going to put him right at about the 35-yard line. That's about a 25-yard completion on the play. Yeah, we were keying on Cohen, and that was the tight end screen they ran there to uh, Trey Kurzerski. He did a great job of selling it and got out there, and a good good design play by the... Uh... Connor Abney is the one who picked up that reception. Cohen moves out of the backfield, now empty backfield. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. And the tight end is Kurski. And the throw is out under the right flat, and it is complete on the play to Jerry Frank. Breaks a tackle inside the 10, and Frank takes it down to the 7-yard line. Right now, they're pretty impressive, Dave. I mean, that young man just caught that ball and got physical with our defense there. we got to somehow step up and be a little more physical, as Coach Hop said. 25-yard reception for Frank. They send Doherty out wing left. Gibson is on the line on the left-hand side. Hand off to Cohen. He's going to cut off the left-hand side. Takes it inside the five, and he'll be brought down at about the two by Peyton Williams and Sean Sullivan. Nice little run. That's another zone read on the backside, so it was a weak side zone read, and Cohen did a nice job bouncing it to the outside. Five-yard gain brings up second down goal to go from the two-yard line of the mount, and the mount defense starting out on their heels here on the opening possession of the ball game. Wazinski with Cohen right behind him out of the pistol. Hand off to Cohen again. He's going to take it inside behind the left tackle and takes it into the end zone for the score. Yeah, that was too easy of a drive. They went right down the field there, so hopefully we can make some quick adjustments. And uh, we got to get a little more physical up front. 
Cohen with his 13th touchdown of the season. And the Lions find themselves for the second straight week down on the scoreboard, 6 to nothing, with 12.54 remaining to go in this first quarter. Austin Steyer, Jr., out of Warsaw, Kentucky, in to attempt the extra point. He's perfect on the year, and he puts that one up, and it is good, and he stays perfect. 12.54 remaining to go in the first quarter here from Schuler Field. Your score, Hanover 7, the Lions nothing. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Athletics on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Well, two minutes and six seconds have elapsed off the clock here in the first quarter of play, and Hanover has taken an early 7 nothing lead, and Bear, that was way too easy. Absolutely, Dave, but you know, as a ex-coach in the football world, you know, you script your first ten plays. Obviously, Hanover did a great job scouting the, the mount because uh, those plays were very successful, so obviously they tipped the hat of what we do in that series, so hopefully we can make that adjustment. Steyer will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Speakman at about the 10, to the 15, to the far side, to the 20, to the 25, and he'll be brought down at the 28-yard line on the play by Justin Thurman, a freshman out of Lawrence Central High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's definitely go time here. Tomlin's got to get this offense moving. You're down seven. You know, you don't want to say it's uh, panic time, but you're at home. You've got to prove to the uh, Hanover Panthers that you're going to stay with them today. Tomlin in his last home game, unless the Lions would happen to host a playoff game, but his last regular season home game at least. He starts out with Cornell Beecham off to his right on first and ten from the 30. They hand off to Beecham around the left-hand side. He'll take it to the 31, maybe out to the 32-yard line. And it'll be a gain of a couple. And it brings up second down, eight yards to go. Yeah, he had a little gap there, Dave, but then that linebacker closed it. That might have been uh, Plessinger, number 23, or the, the defensive end who closed that quickly. Treyon Taylor is in at a wide receiver position. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Lions have receivers out on both sides, of course. Beecham to the right of Tomlin on second down, eight from the 32. Tomlin, short drop, throws it out into the Good right ball. flank, complete to Panky at the 39-yard line. He's close to a first down, but he's going to come up just a yard shy after a gain of seven, and it brings up now third down and a yard to go for the Lions. Not a bad ball by Tomlin. I know you'd like to let him a little bit, but the ball was on the break, only where Panky could get it. Taylor comes out wide to the left-hand side. Cooper Earls out wide to the right. Panky slot right. Lions line up in the pistol formation. Paul Miner is tight end to the right-hand side behind Chayton Tomlin on third and a yard from the 39. They give the ball off to Beecham. Beecham is going to be struggling Ooh. forward. They're going to put him down at the 39, but, boy, he fell forward there. He's got the first down, if they, but they're not going to give him that no, forward position. The, the official on our sideline here did not even wow. give him the generous spot. He was not on the ground. He was on another body, and he leaned forward for a first down. I'm just not happy with that uh, spot. Not, not at all. Boy, that was a terrible spot by that linesman. And it brings up fourth down in a yard, and the Lions will elect to punt the football away, and Max Sachomsky comes in to kick it away, averaging 32.1 yards per kick. Dropping back set to return is Doherty, and it's a left oh. 
left-footed low-line drive kick. It'll take a mount bounce, but Doherty picks it up at about his 22, cuts to the left and back to the right, and he drops it to 23. Yeah, Max would like to have that back. He rushed that one. He looked right at the defense. He needs to just take his time and get that ball up in the air and allow our coverage to get down there. But they did a great job getting down there on the low-line drive, as you said. Sean Sullivan came down and made the tackle, and unusual for Sean, he had some words to Doherty after he dropped him. Boy, I'll tell you what, after a terrible spot by the head linesman, Hanover just got a beautiful spot out to the 30, to the 24. Boy, he wasn't anywhere near the 23, Baron. They gave him out to the 24. Yeah, well, you know what? Unfortunately for us, we can't change that. We gotta pick up our tempo on D here and get some pressure. Empty backfield for Hanover. Wazinski drops back, looks over the middle, and it is almost intercepted by Troy Speakman. They threw it behind the intended receiver, Jared Frank. Yeah, Troy was there, but I think he misread that. You know, Frank's a 6'5 wide out, and I'm sure he's worried about getting beat over the top. And uh, if he'd have broke on that ball, he'd have had a pick six. Correct me if I'm wrong, that might have been tipped at the line of scrimmage, Dan. It might have been. I did not see it, though, Dave. Cohen? To the right-hand side now of Wazinski. Receivers out wide, trips to the left-hand side, and throws out to the left-hand side to Doherty. Doherty gets a block, cuts it across the 25, and up to the 28-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds by Julius Fisher and Peyton Williams. Yeah, I thought maybe there was a little holding out there on the uh, slot receiver, and they didn't call it nonetheless, but, uh, you know, he got a little bit more than I thought he was going to get. He got about five, but uh, here's a big third down. Big third down on third downs. Hanover has effectively converted 44% of them this year. Third down, five yards to go. Wazinski looked for the quick snap, now backs off, trips out to the near side. Cohen moves from the right to the left-hand side of the quarterback. On third and five from the 28, dropping back Wazinski. Heavy rush, throws it out to the flat, and it is incomplete. Great job by Troy Speakman coming off this receiver on the uh, slant route, a deep slant, and he almost had a pick again. Nice job by the defense, Dave, stepping up. Fourth and five, and Troy Speakman will drop back to get the punt from Braden Oberhauser. Oberhauser, 33.1 yards per kick average coming into this afternoon's ball game. He's had one blocked, and he'll punt it away from the 20, make it the 28-yard line. Boy, a big special teams play Low would be snap. nice here. Oberhauser gets it off a high spiral kick that'll hit about the 42. Speakman is going to oh, let it bounce. Got a kind boy, roll. it's going to hang on to that sideline on the far side and finally be downed at the 27-yard line. Boy, did he get a kind bounce here. He got about a 15-yard roll out of that, day. That's and, a 45-yard uh, punt, Dan. Yeah, that was not a very good punt, but, boy, he got a kind bounce, and... Uh, They'll take it, but great job by the Lions defense there. You, you got scored on in five plays in the first series, and you come back and you do a heck of a job there to shut them down. Good job. 9.47 left to go in this first quarter. 7 nothing Hanover, and the Lions have it for the second time today. Beecham to the right-hand side of Tomlin. Paul Miner lines up tight end left off the line of scrimmage. Dropping back Tomlin. Good protection, now spins out of the protection, rolls out to the right, and he's going to throw the football away and out yes. of bounds. Boy, I think that's going to be close to an intentional grounding. Yep. Linemen are looking at each other, and they're going to say, no, it went out of bounds past the line of scrimmage. Ooh. So they're going to give him the break. They definitely gave him a break there. Up here, it looked like the ball was behind the line of scrimmage. It but, did. Uh, you know, we'll take it. It's finally one that went our way. So hopefully we can get the, a better play here. They did a nice job initially on the on the 
up front blocking, but then it broke down. Of course, remember the left side of that line, Trimble and Kaiser playing with sore shoulders today. They're, they're giving it a go. As Tyler Hopperton said, Tomlin drops back on second and ten. Steps up into the pocket, flips it out to the oh, right nice side. Nice catch. catch by Beecham at the nice 28 catch. to the 30, 35, and he's run out of bounds at the 33-yard line. He's got the first down. Great catch by Beecham. That's a 10-yard completion from Tomlin to Beecham, and what a great catch by Beecham. He had to reach down behind him, flip it up in the air, grabbed it, and ran forward for 10. Yeah, you talked about that left side. I was watching Jake on that play. It looked like he got uh, hit right in that shoulder and pushed back, and hopefully he can get a little bit lower and keep that leverage. Chase Samples out wide to the right-hand side. Two receivers out to the left-hand side. Paul Miner tight end right off the line. Hand off to Beecham up the middle. Get outside. Cuts him out to Get the outside. Get outside. He's got block. some green to the 40. He's being led by Tomlin at the 45, <laughs> and he'll be run out of bounds at the 46-yard line after a gain of eight. Tomlin not sure if he wanted to get out in front and make the block, and then they started going shoulder to shoulder, and he finally just peeled off and got out of the way. But a nice run by Beecham. They're going to give him nine. Well, you don't see Chayton Tomlin leading the attack on the block very no, often. I'm sure Coach Hop and Coach Caleb were telling him to get out of there. Beecham lines up on the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark for the Lions. They've got receivers spread out on both sides. Tomlin looking everything's over on second and two. This might be a play where the Lions go Quick for it pass. all. They're going to throw it out to the left side, complete to Beecham at midfield, and he'll be spun Ooh. out of bounds at the 48-yard line by Blake Fessler. Fessler from Anderson, Indiana. Boy, I but thought was, they were going to throw a flag on there, Dave. He's slamming to the ground. Was after, out of bounds. After about a seven-yard completion, and it brings up first down. Lions in Hanover territory at the 48-yard line. Great job here. They got to keep the momentum going. You know, first down if you can get five plus, that's always great for a coordinator to make calls. Ken Hall out to the left hand side. Samples out wide right. Trips to the far right side for the Lions with the ball in the near hash mark on first and ten. Beecham lines up in the pistol right behind Tomlin. Now Tomlin audibleizes and sends Beecham to the left hand side. And a fake handoff. Boy, something got screwed up there on the communication, and yes. Tomlin is brought down back in his own territory at the 49-yard line. That'll go down as a running play and a loss of three, and it brings up second and 13. Definitely miscommunication. Looks like Tomlin was running an option to a speed option left, and uh, Cornell did not get into to what we were supposed to be running there. Now Beecham is going to line up at a receiver position. Michael Williamson into the ball game for the first time today. Lines up at running back. Two receivers out wide on each side. Tomlin on second and 13 from his own 49. Drops back. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it up the right-hand side. And it's going to be complete on a catch. What a catch on the play at the 34-yard line by Austin Brock. Great ball by Tomlin. Pressure came from our left side again, Dave. I know they got to be aware uh, over there, Trimble and uh, Jake. Kaiser, but the great job by Tomlin getting rid of that ball on the run. 17 yards on the completion and a first down. Austin Brock, what a catch and what a pass by Chayton Tomlin. Brock with his 17th reception of the season. First and 10 for the Lions at the 34 of Hanover. Down 7-0 with 7.07 remaining in this first quarter. Panky, Miner, and Kinhall out to the left-hand side. Throws out to Beecham on the left side. He's got it at the 35-30. Breaks the tackle he to the 25-20. He's got it, got it down to the five-yard line before he spun down inside the five, and that's where they'll put him down. Wow, what a play by Beecham. It's just a simple bubble screen to him in the slot. He breaks the tackle about two yards downfield, and then another one about ten yards downfield. 
I know the Hanover Panthers aren't proud of that uh, tackling display there. They had him wrapped up and just couldn't finish it. First and goal for the Lions. You cannot bring Beecham down with one man. He is a strong running back for sure. We talked about how big his thighs are, and he's definitely a strong running back. First and goal from the five of Hanover. Beecham to the right-hand side of Tomlin. Handoff goes to Beecham around the left-hand side behind Kaiser and Trimble, and he's going to be stacked up at the six-yard line. They're going to give him a loss of a yard on the play, second and goal. Yeah, he tried to bounce that one out. He didn't give it time to develop. Paul Miner, the tight end, was turning his defensive end out, and Beecham ran outside and obviously lost a yard. Coming into the ball game again is Cooper Earls. They're going to send Beecham out to the right-hand side. They bring in Michael Williamson at the tailback position. Paul Miner now comes out wide to the left-hand side to the Lions with the ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion is Panky to the line of scrimmage. Tomlin throws the fade to Miner into the end zone. He goes up in a nice defensive play by Hanover's Kiefer Askew. Yeah, Kiefer did a great job. He's, uh, you know, giving up some height with Paul out there, but he stuck with him and got his hand on that pass. Great defensive play. Askew came in with nine pass breakups on the season. He's one of the premier DBs in the Heartland, and he proved why right there against Miner. Brings up third and goal from the six. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Miner out wide to the left. Beecham, Panky, and Earls out wide to the right-hand side as Tomlin looks things over defensively. Now he'll drop back, throws over slant. the middle, and on the slant, and it is incomplete to Paul Miner. And again, Askew with a great play on Miner. Brings up fourth and goal. The handover defense holds, and coming in to attempt the field goal will be Spencer Dufresne. Yeah, the Mount definitely trying to get a match up there with Paul Miner in, in, against Askew, but uh, nothing was happening there. Askew did a great job playing defense on the fade and the slant. They'll spot it at the 13, so it will be a 23-yard attempt for Spencer Dufresne, the right-footed sidewinder. Gets a good snap. Kick is up, and the kick good. is through the uprights. 5.32 remaining in the first quarter from Schuler Field. Your score, Hanover 7, the Lions 3. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Athletics on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico Way laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field this afternoon where the Lions on the 23-yard field goal by Spencer Dufresne have cut the lead down to four at 7-3 here this afternoon. 5.32 remaining. Plain and simple, the Lions lose today. Their season ends in two weeks in New York. If they win today, well, they live for another day. They live for another day. Ryan Murray will kick it off from right to left, high end over end kick, and it'll be taken in by Hanover at the 12-yard line. Cuts the 15 to the 20, breaking a tackle and being knocked down at the 23-yard line is Cody Horner. Horner from Columbus East High School in Indiana. Boy, Fisher came down on that special team and blew up the lead blocker, which obviously didn't give him much room to return that ball. So nice job by Fisher. So it's first and ten for Hanover from their own 23-yard line after a 15-yard return. Wazenski 
who led the Panthers down the field on the first possession for a touchdown behind Sean Cohen. And Cohen's off to his right-hand side. Dropping back, Wazenski hands Ooh. off to Cohen off the right side, breaks the tackle across the 25, and he'll get out to the 30-yard line after a gain of six on the play. Yeah, Gavin would like to have that back. He got about a yard deep in that backfield, and then obviously they're just reading him, and they handed it off to Cohen. He needs to just sit on the line of scrimmage and make them second guess whether to pass or hand it off or run it as a quarterback. Cohen, four carries on the afternoon for 19 yards so far. Second down and three. Hand off to Cohen again off the left side. He's got a first down to the 35-yard line before he's brought down by Peyton Williams at the 37. Yeah, that's a nice tackle by Peyton Williams, you know. We talked about it in the pregame there, Dave. We cannot let Cohen go off on the long run, and uh, that almost happened right there. Diamond formation trips to the near side on first and ten from just shy of the 38-yard line. Hand off to Cohen again off the left-hand side. He gets it across the 40, 45, 50 into Mount Territory, and he'll be knocked out of bounds by Peyton Luger at the 40-yard line. 22-yard run by Cohen and another first down. Boy, these officials, I'll tell you one thing, Dan. I know I get on them a lot, but they are not waiting until the chains even pick up on first downs. They've got that clock started right away like they're late for a dinner reservation. Yeah, I'm not so sure that plays into our hand to allow them to get that offense yeah. going that quick. There's a nice play by Hand off goes to Ballinger, and Ballinger takes it across the 45 to the 46-yard line. A gain of two on the play. I think that might have been Sully. Sully makes a nice hit on that to only give him a two-yard gain. But uh, right now, you know, Hanover's controlling the tempo. Uh, they're catching us slanting. And on that last long run, Cohen had they had, caught the defensive end, Ham and slanting. Cohen's back into the ball game for Ballinger. Second down, calling a long seven yards to go from the Mount 43-yard line. There's Wazenski. Lost the football, picks it back up. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete at the 40-yard line. They'll give him to the 39-yard line, and a completion to Matt Pika. Boy, they were forcing it there that that was not a turnover or a sack, but uh, here's a crucial third down early in this uh, first quarter. You know, if we can get a stop here and force them to punt the ball, you'll take it at the defensive end. Just a four-yard completion brings up third down, three yards to go for Hanover first down. They've got trips out to the near side. Jared Frank, along with Gibson and Doherty. Dropping back, Wazinski hands it off oh. to the middle to Cohen, and Cohen finds the middle soft for the Lions. He'll take it inside the 35 to the 34. Gain of six and a first down. And again, I'll tell you one thing, Bear. Th- this is ridiculous. The chains are supposed to be set before the officials start the clock after a first down in college football. Yeah, they they got that play clock going immediately. It's already down to 25. You know, they're just now getting the ball set officially. So it brings up first and 10 for Hanover at the 34 of the mount. And fake handoff. Wazinski drops straight back. He's going to go for it all into the end zone. He's got an open receiver, and it is up. And it is a touchdown. And that is complete to Connor Gibson. And he caught it right over the top of Peyton Lugers and Troy Speakman. And the Panthers have jumped out now 13-3 to here in the first quarter of play. You know, not, not the best pass from the quarterback, but he read it perfect, got behind the secondary, gave it enough to, so that he can get underneath that ball. But uh, it looked again like Troy was afraid to go after that ball. I wish he would have made an attempt to get that thing. But Wazinski with his 15th touchdown pass of the season. High snap from center, but... Getting it up and through the uprights is Austin Spire. No good. No good. That's the first one that he has missed this year. 2.28 left to go in this first quarter. It's now the Panthers 13, the Lions 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, that touchdown pass from Noah Wazenski to Connor Gibson, his sixth touchdown reception of the year, gives Hanover a 13-3 lead with 2.28 left to go in the first quarter. Definitely a nice drive by Hanover's offense. You know, they mixed up with a lot of power, and then they took the shot at the end zone at the end. Steyer will kick it off. It's a short kickoff that Speakman will take in at his 13. Cuts it to the right side. Get to the 20, 25, 30. Breaks a tackle and then is brought down at the 30-yard line. And a flag is thrown along the far side. Not quite sure what that's going to be. As Speakman took it back out for a 17-yard return. They'll finally spot the ball at the 30-yard line. And as we said, a flag was thrown. And it is a block in the back against the Lions. Boy, that was way away from the play, but nonetheless, that'll knock the Lions back from the 30-yard line. It'll take them down inside the 20 at the 11 and make it the 19-yard line. 2.21 left to go in this first quarter. Hanover with 13 points here in the first quarter. Lions find themselves down big. For the second consecutive week, Beecham to the left of Tomlin. Hand off to Beecham. Cuts it right up the middle across the 20, 25. Flag down again. And he takes it across the 30 and out to the 34-yard line is Cornell Beecham. But that was thrown by the head linesman, and it's going to be a hold. Boy, you don't necessarily see a hold thrown by the linesman. Yeah, I'd like to see that on film because he threw that about three seconds after Beecham went through the hole. But as you said, nonetheless, he called a holding, and now they're going to be backed up deep here. It'll be first and uh, probably 25. Boy, it is very, very rare that you see the linesman from the sideline throw a holding flag. That's going to take it half the distance to the goal back inside the 10 to the 9. And it brings up first down again, and it'll be about 19 yards to go for the Lions' first down. Make it 20. They've got to get out to the 29-yard line. 2-12 2-12 and running left to go in this first quarter of play. Tomlin with Beecham off behind him. And the handoff goes to Beecham off left side. Now he's, he's got through the right side. He's got some green to the 10, to the 15, 20, 25. Close to the 25-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds. Just shy of the 25 at the 24-yard line. 15-yard gain. And it'll bring up second down and about five yards to go. Nice play on first down. Beecham just made that all on his own. That was another zone read to the left, and he bounced it all the way back to the right side. Dave, you did a great job there to put him in favorable second in a short position here. 24-yard line is where the Lions are. Second down, five yards to go, so it's a manageable five yards. Beecham to the right. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Lions on second down from their own 24. Tomlin throws over the middle. Complete to Brock at the 30. He's got the first down and he'll be brought down at the 32 yard line by Terrell Anderson. And that's Tomlin's right there. Boy he's got that ball in play already and it's not even sitting down. I'm sorry I keep talking about that Dave but man this ref wants to get this game over. Evidently he's 
I don't know if they came in from Chicago and they've got a six-hour six drive or what, but they want this thing over quick. Yes, they do. But a good read by uh, Tomlin on that one and a nice throw. 32-yard line is where the Lions mark it for first and ten. Beach him to the left of Tomlin. Under a minute left and running in this first quarter of play. Tomlin looks to the sideline to Caleb Carrill. The offensive coordinator. Tomlin will take the snap, short snap. He fade. goes up the fade to Panky. He's got it. One-handed catch yes. inside the 40 of Hanover and run out of bounds. It's going to be a flag thrown, but that's going to be, I believe, pass interference against Hanover. Ball is finally marked out of bounds at the 33-yard line. What a catch. It's definitely uh, holding on uh, Askew. I mean, they went up top, and uh, was that Panky with a one-handed catch? Panky with a one-handed catch, 45-yard reception for Chase Panky. <laughs> They'll decline the penalty, of course, and it's first and ten for the Lions at the Hanover 34. 39.2 left to go in this first quarter of play from Schuler Field. Ball at the 34 on the near hash mark. Panky, who just made that spectacular catch out to the left-hand side. Beecham goes out, slot right. Michael Williamson back into the ballgame for the Lions at the tailback position to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin oh. takes the snap, drops back, heavy rush. He's got to roll out to the left. He's going to be hit and dropped, and a flag is thrown back to the 45-yard line. That's going to be a loss of about 11 on the play. And I think they're talking to Tomlin. I don't Tom, know if it's a face mask or not, Dave. Looked like he signaled to the sideline. Tomlin did a face mask. There's a man down for Hanover on the field, and that looks like it is John. Well, let's take a look here and see who that could be. Looks like Chase Cope. It looks like, is that 75? I Dan? believe that is 75. Is down near midfield. Nope, they're going to call a hold against the Lions. It's going to be declined by Hanover. After that 12-yard sack, and it'll bring up second down. And it'll be about 21 for the Lions as they've got to get it inside the near the 24-yard line. And I'm, not, that, I'm not sure if Caleb's going to run a play here with 16 seconds to go, and that clock will start as soon as they set the ball. He may uh, take a little break here with second and long and, and gather the troops and see what he can get down here for a second and 20 play. That is Chase Cope that's down near midfield, the senior six foot two hundred ninety five pounder from Mooresville, Indiana, Monrovia High School. But he gets up and he's going to run off the field under his own power. Yeah, that's always good to see. You know, you want to battle your opponent as much as you can, but you don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. So it's second down and twenty one for the Lions, and as you said, just sixteen point two seconds to go in this first quarter. By the way, while we got a moment, Caleb Carell's grandmother is one of our avid listeners, Dan Irene. So we wanted to say hello to her here at the end of the first quarter. Clock is running. Looks like Tomlin, the Lions are set. They're going to run a play. Fake handoff to Beecham. No, Beecham did take the handoff right up the middle, and he's going to be stacked up right at the 47-yard line. That's going to be a loss of a yard. And when we come back, the Lions will switch into the field. It will be third down, 22 yards to go. We've played one. In this do-or-die game for the Lions, your score, Hanover 13, the Lions 3. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Athletics on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. 
Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Third down and about 22 yards to go for a Lion first down as they are back at their, their Hanover 48-yard line. Dropping in, dropping back is Tomlin, and he is going to be hit from behind and dropped immediately by Matt Ryer, the defensive lineman. We talked about him in the pregame show, and he came in and got the second sack of the afternoon against Tomlin, and the Lions will have to punt it away. Yeah, not good protection there, Dave. We... The, uh, the Panthers dropped seven back in uh, coverage there, being third and 22, and uh, we were not able to give Tomlin time to even throw the ball. So coming in is Suchomsky to punt the football away. Doherty is back set to return. Good snap, and Suchomsky is going to get a high, nice kick that Doherty is going to fair catch at about the 13, make it the 18-yard line is where they will finally spot it. It's another big series right here for the Lion defense. You know, we got to get a stop, a three and out preferably, but any type of stop and get the ball back for the offense and uh, let them have a chance to, you know, get in this end zone before half. But if you let Hanover go down here and uh, score again, it's going to be a, a, a very tough uh, rest of this second quarter. Hanover has run eight plays so far in the game for 75 total yards while the Lions have been almost non-existent offensively except for one play. Eight plays, 31 yards. And the tip pass is going to go to Doherty on the jet sweep across the 20 to the 25. And he'll take it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. That's a gain of about nine on the play. And it's second down and a yard to go for the Panther offense. This Lions defense over the last couple of weeks, Dan, has not looked like they have over the previous six games. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on up front because they've been physical all year. You know, you got to give Hanover's O-line credit. You know, they're pretty physical as well, but uh, we haven't got much penetration yet today. Wazinski, the quarterback for Hanover. On second down in a yard, hands it off to Cohen right up the middle. He's got the first down at the 30, cuts to the near side, 35-40. Got a lot of green to midfield to the 45 of the mount. He gets to the 40, and he'll be pushed out of bounds by Peyton Lugers inside the 40 at the 37-yard line. Boy, we talk about Beecham's ability to make people miss. Uh, he definitely made a few guys miss right there. He broke a couple tackles as he got past the line of scrimmage. And uh, with a running back like that, you can't, uh, you know, Bringing down with one man, the, the Lions secondary and the linebackers are going to have to start filling a little bit quicker. 46-yard run by Sean Cohen. He's close to 100 yards here already this afternoon. Ball at the 38-yard line of the Lions. Moving in motion to the near side is Doherty, and the handoff on the end around comes Good on play. the play to Taylor Blystein, and Blystein is going to be knocked down behind the line of scrimmage by Sean Sullivan, who stayed at home and played it well for a six-yard loss. Was that Sully or Edmondson, 24? But nonetheless, Dave, they, whoever it was, what a play. As you said, stayed home, was not fooled one bit on that trick play. 
Second down and call it about 17 yards to go now for a Hanover first down. That's a big defensive play that the Lions needed desperately. Yep, you put Hanover in second and 16, as you said. Let's see what we do here. Blystein out wide to the left-hand side. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Gibson. Wazemski throws it out to Cohen on a screen at the 45 to the 40, and he gets the yardage lost back as he takes it to the 38-yard line, so a gain of six, and it'll bring up third down and 10 yards to go for a Panther first down. I believe that was Slusher out there. Is that correct? 33 maybe? Uh, I'm not sure if it was 33 or 32, but, boy, he had a beat on it. But uh, it was either Sullivan or Slosher, and he just ran right past the uh, receiver. No scores as of yet out of the Heartland Conference. Well, now we've got a couple. We'll give them to you after this play. Third down, 10 yards to go from the 38. Cohen in the backfield, dropping back with There it is. Good protection. Now he's going to be sacked at the 42-yard line. Coming in, Spencer Kandra, the newly engaged defensive end yes. picks up his eighth sack of the year. Great play. I think it was number 96, though. J.J. Courtney did a great job of putting pressure, and a couple guys had to chip off and get him and allow Spence to get that sack. That's a big stop by the Lions. Loss of four on the play, and it'll bring up a fourth down situation for Hanover, and they will punt the football away. Braden Oberhauser in to kick it away, and Troy Speakman back at his own 10 to collect this one in. They'll punt it away from the 42-yard line. Oberhauser, good snap, and he gets a high kick that Speakman is going to fair catch inside the 10 at the 9-yard line with 11.03 to go in the first half. Your score, Hanover 13, and we've got a flag back at midfield. And let's see what that is coming up. And getting up slowly is Gavin Brennan. Might be a personal foul. And the official looking things over. Gavin Brennan down, but he's up and he's going to walk off under his own power. Speakman fair caught the ball at about the nine-yard line. It will be a personal foul. Personal foul. Number 91. It's going to be called against Brennan. Well, I'll tell you, not every day do you see a personal foul called against a guy who got injured. Yeah, I don't know what he did, but uh, nonetheless, he calls a personal foul, and that'll take him back half the distance to the goal line here. And uh, you know, you can't worry about how how far you got to go here. You got to worry about moving chains, and, uh, and hopefully, uh, Tomlin and the offense are ready to go on this series. Joseph Thaxton is into the ball game. Well, let's check that if that is Thaxton. No check. That is Chandler Kinhalt coming out wide to the left-hand side. The nine looked like an eight. Hanover's asking, Dave. We saw this a few weeks back if that happened prior to the ball being kicked. Well, if it happened prior to the kick, that would be a first down. Well, it would be close to a first down for Hanover. Matter of fact, a 15-yard penalty would be a first down if it happened prior to the kick. Matt Theobald out. Discussing it with the officials, if it happened after the kick, a post-kick penalty, it would just go half the distance to the goal, and that's where it will be set, inside the five near the four. So the Lions are 96 yards away. Now Tyler Hopperton out, and the official is going to come over and talk to him about it. It's going to be a long explanation to both coaches, and eventually... It will just be spotted at the four-yard line, and the Lions have it first and ten. It'll be the first time the officials actually slowed down on putting the ball in play. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you said that and not me. (laughs) 
First Man, and ten for the Lions. i got to be honest, Dave. That first quarter got done in less than 30 minutes because we started a little bit later than 1.30. Yeah, we actually did. By the way, happy birthday to Alice Hopperton, Tyler's mom. We know that because Hop told me on the interview earlier today, dropping back Tomlin into his own end zone, he's going to throw it over the middle, and it's incomplete. A flag is thrown by the umpire. And it's going to be a hold against the Lions. If that's in the end zone, Bear, that's a safety. Yeah, he just went out and moved that flag out about a yard from the end zone. That might be on Harris. Boy, there have been a lot of holding penalties called against the Lions here today. And it is against the Lions. That will move it half the distance to the goal line. And very quickly, boy, we look at the stats here. Penalties. So far in this game... Hanover declines that penalty, decline Dave. The penalty. There's no sense in taking a couple yards here. You might as well take it down. That's a good move on Hanover's part. But uh, Tomlin not getting a whole lot of time to throw the ball here. No. So it's an incompletion. Brings up second down and ten from the Lions' four-yard line. We somehow got to get our run game on the outside edge because they're pretty physical up front. Brock is slot right. Beecham lines up to the left of Tomlin. Receivers obviously wide on both sides for the Lions on second and ten from their own four. Tomlin in the end zone. Looks to the left, looks yes, to the right. Shovels a pass Go forward to Beach and breaks a tackle to the five. And he's going to struggle out to the ten-yard line. That'll be a six-yard completion. And now a flag comes in thrown by the back judge. Well, that's got to be on the defense somehow because there was nobody else around him. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This is getting almost silly. Tom Brady would have started tweeting about this about a <laughs> half an hour ago. But nonetheless, I mean, they're going to spot it at the 10-yard line. And what are they calling? That's going to be a defensive personal foul against Hanover. And that was called this time against Devontae Hardiman. Couple of scores out of the Heartland Conference so far this afternoon. Rose Holman, 6.45 left to go in the first quarter, leading Defiance 7-0. Bluffton the same over Manchester, 7-zip, with 4.41 to go in the first quarter. Tomlin with trips out to the far side, empty backfield. Beecham lines up on the wing on the right-hand side. Dropping back is Tomlin on first and 10 for the Lions from the 25. And Tomlin's going to be dropped all the way back to the 15-yard line, a loss of 11. Just breakdown up front right now. They're not doing anything special. They're just doing a little TNT, which is basically, you know, the nose and the tackle's twisting, and we're just not communicating enough and picking it up. Boy, the last two weeks, Rose, and now this week, the first quarter and a half against Hanover, the Lions... Chayton Tomlin has been running for his life. Loss of 11 on the play. Back to the 15-yard line. It brings up second and 21. Yeah, we've got to figure out a way to either shore up the pocket or move the pocket. Our halftime interview with Sports Information Director Blake Watson about all of the athletics going on at Mount St. Joseph. Tomlin on second and 21. Rolls out to the right. Looks upfield. He's going to be hit and dropped inside the 10. Back to the 7. And this time he is hit by Dakota Mannion. The senior out of West Lafayette, Indiana. Chased him down from behind and brought him down inside the 10 at the 7. Just not enough time to, you know, you got to give Hanover's front four, you know, credit. They're putting a lot of pressure on that O-line, and Tomlin is not a runner. But, uh, you know, when you don't have a running game and your, your pocket's closing quickly, man, you got to find an answer for that. 9.25 and running. 
And the Lions are moving backwards instead of the direction they should be. Be third down and about 30 yards to go. Call it an eternity. They need to get outside the 36 for a first down. They're back inside their own five at the four. Dropping back Tomlin. Get Tomlin it. gets away from wow. it in the end zone. He's going to throw it deep over the middle. Kick. It's going to be oh. almost intercepted by Cornell Dash. It was in his hands, and he could not come up with it. It'll be fourth down for the Lions. They'll punt it from their own end zone. Very fortunate right there. That wasn't a pick six. But, uh, you know, Tomlin's under pressure, and right now we are not getting it done up front. And uh, all they're doing is twisting. They're not doing anything special. We're not passing that defensive guy off to the next O-lineman. So Suchomsky is going to be back near the back edge of the end zone. And Doherty is back inside. He's 50 to return this punt. Good snap. Suchomsky is going to get it away. And he gets the best punt possible out to the 43-yard line. That's a 39-yard punt by Suchomsky. And Hanover will take it over first and 10 at their own 43. 8.56 remaining to go. It's 13-3 Hanover here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, for the first time this afternoon, Ballinger and Cohen were in the backfield at the same time for Hanover, and they handed it on a counter to Ballinger. He picked up seven yards on the carry. Inside the 40 at the 37-yard line, and it brings up second down and three for the Panthers. And they've got Cohen and Ballinger into the ball game again, each on the side of Wazenski. Wazenski drops back. He's going to throw the ball down well, the middle. He's got a receiver. That is complete on the play and a touchdown Frank. for Hanover. That's Jared Frank from Louisville, Kentucky. Just a great play action fake right there by Hanover. And Frank went right down on the post route from the backside. And uh, he had his man beat by about five yards. And a uh, nice throw by the quarterback. And that makes it 19-3 to with 8.16 to go in the first half of play. Austin Steyer, who missed his first extra point of the season on the last kick. So he is 42 for 43 on the year. Comes in to attempt this one. Gets it up, and he drills it right through the uprights. We're going to keep it right here as we have paid the rent here early <laughs> in the ball game. Yep. It's go time right now. The offense has got to somehow get this uh, this high-powered offense going. You know, We just aren't uh, had the ability the last two series, so hopefully we come out and make the quick adjustment and do something. Some scores in Division One football. Just a couple of games that are underway in the top 25. Michigan blanking Maryland. 3.08 to go in the third quarter. 28 to nothing. Wake Forest over North Carolina State, 44 to 10. That's with 9:20 left to go in the third quarter of play. Boy, Bear, when you look at the stats of this ball game, total yards, 152 for Hanover to just 76 for the Lions in this ball game. And the plays, the total plays are almost identical. 15 for Hanover, 13 for the Lions. Yeah, Hanover, man, on offense side, when they strike, they strike rather quickly. And I, I don't know how long. That play, how many plays they ran there to score on, but they had a short field, took advantage of it, and it might have only been three or four plays on this last drive. And in the in the first quarter, they had a five play drive. So you know they're being highly efficient on the offensive end. 
So it is 20 to 3, Hanover with the lead, 8.16 to go in this first half of play. Beecham and Speakman are back at their own five, ready to get this kickoff from Steyer, and it'll be kicked off to Beecham. He'll take it in at the 10. Cuts to the near side, to the 15. Cuts it upfield to the 20. To the 25, 30 on the sideline, and he's going to put his head down and bowl forward outside the 35 to the 40-yard line, where he is finally brought down on the play by Justice Thurman. It's a nice little return by Troy Speakman. Beecham was out front leading the way. They're not going to kick to him, obviously. They're afraid he'll run one back, but Troy almost had one right there. That's a good return. 30-yard return on the play for Speakman. Lions have it first and 10 at their own 40, just outside the 40-yard line. Cooper Earls is out wide to the right-hand side. Chase Panky wide left. Williamson in the ball game. Now, check that. That is Beecham. Beecham gets it out from the tailback position to the 45, to the near side. Breaks a tackle near the 50-yard line. You just cannot bring him down one-on-one. And he's got the first down in Hanover territory at the 48, an 11-yard gain on the play. Yeah, it's just a great job by Cornell. You know, he stayed lower than the tackler, shedded that guy, and got an extra three or four yards. So it'll be first and ten for the Lions at the Hanover 48. Receivers out wide on both sides. And the handoff to Beecham again. Stop and go, and he's going to be stopped right at the 49-yard line. Yeah, that was a nice fill by the linebacker. I didn't get the number there. 32. Looked like Carson Plessinger from his defensive line position. 23 picking up that tackle. Yeah, he did a nice job as well. So it's second down. They're going to give him the spot at the original line of scrimmage, so it's no gain on the play. Second down, 10 yards to go from just outside the Hanover 48-yard line. Beecham to the right this time of Tomlin. Moving in motion to the line of scrimmage is Panky. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the right. It's complete to Paul Miner. Miner, nice catch. Takes it down to the 40-yard line. A gain of eight on the reception. And it'll be third down and two yards to go. Paul Miner has really been the missing man in this offensive link for the Lions. Yeah, he's down right now, Dave. I don't know what happened there. I couldn't see the tail end of that play. But uh, nice catch by him. Good throw by Tomlin. He is down on the sideline. Now he is up. And it looks like he's okay. He'll stick it out. And stay. Of course, he's got to stay out of the game now as Cooper Earls checks back into the ball game. Not quite sure if that's a knee or an ankle. He just came down funny, but uh, he's walking a little bit. Let's hope he gets right back in here. Panky and Brock out to the left-hand side. Nick Murphy into the ball game. He's out to the right-hand side along with Cooper Earls. Now Beecham moves to the right of Tomlin with 6.35 remaining in this first half. And now Caleb Carrill comes running in, and he's going to take a timeout with 6.33 remaining in the first half of action. 20-3, Hanover leads it right now over the Lions. And what are you seeing out there, Dan, that the defense for Hanover is doing that is so difficult for the Lions to move the football against? I just think they're being physical. You know, I've watched them. They blitz the linebacker here and there. Other than that, they're rushing four, and their down linemen are getting it done. And like I said, they're doing a lot of twisting and stunting up front, and uh, we just aren't handling that right now. And I don't know if that's just communication or just the physicality of the front four for the Hanover uh, well, Panthers. During the pregame interview, that's one thing that Tyler Hopperton said Rose Holman did against the Lions last week was come out and play physical football. And he was most upset about the fact that the Lions didn't reciprocate and play aggressively. 
yeah, you know, you get in the weight room all summer and you get there in the spring and you get back in there when you get back on campus and, uh, you know, you hope you can match everybody and, and I'm not so sure that's the, the problem. I think it's just a communication problem up front right now. And we're on our heels instead of getting a little forward lean with that blocking up front. Brock, Murphy, and Panky trips to the far side. Handoff goes to Beach and right down. up the middle. He's got the first down inside the 40 to the 35. Oh. Fumbled the football, and Hanover has come up with it at the 34-yard line. What a break for Hanover. Beecham had the first down and more. He was looking to break another tackle, and uh, I don't know who it was, but stuck a hand in there, and that ball came out free. Chase Cope, who was injured early in the game, came up with that fumble recovery, and Hanover, after the fumble recovery, has got it at their own 34-yard line, and the Lions turn it over. You just cannot do that against a team this good. No, you can't do that. Now the defense has to step up. You cannot give up any points here, and somehow got to get the ball back for the offense. 6.26 and running left to go. Well, clock stops now. 6.26 on the change of possession. Wazinski hand off to Cohen up the middle, and he takes it outside the 35 and up to the 37-yard line for a gain of three. Yeah, just a nice little push up front by the Panthers there, and uh, I think our defensive end should be stopping at the end of the line there. He's getting across the line of scrimmage by, again, another yard, and it's hard for him to read that mesh. Cohen in the ball game, eight carries, 52 yards on the day. Boy, it seems like he's got more than that. Yeah, we've been calling his name quite a bit. He's in the backfield with Wazinski, and now he's going to move out of the backfield. He'll set up trips out of the diamond on the... Right-hand side. There's a hold. Dropping back, Wazinski. Pump fake. Now he's going to run the football yeah. up the middle. There's a flag thrown, and Wazinski is going to take it outside the 45 to the 46. And Wow. Boy, now another flag has come in, and I think if they call a personal foul on that tackle. Yeah, that's what they're going to call, Dave. He wow. split with his feet first, and the uh, tackler dove at him and made contact. So these are going to be offsetting. So it'll bring up, that was Jonathan Finn that actually hit Wazinski as he took it out near the 48-yard line. He picked up the first down. There was a hold thrown all the way back near the 28-yard line. The officials are going to converse. and Boy, they take more time talking about things than they do trying to get the <laughs> chain set. Maybe that's why they spent that game or the game up in the first quarter, you know, knowing they're going to have this. But uh, I don't know what they could be talking about other than maybe that being a dead ball personal foul, tacking off the 10 on the from the marker back around to 27, then giving them 15 yards and a first down. Well, that, that can't be a dead ball. I mean, well, it could be, I guess. Since he slid but, and gave yeah. himself up, that could be what they're calling. And they're still talking about it and trying to get this thing straight. Well, I guess those plans in Chicago are getting canceled. Evidently, <laughs> Giordano's is going to have to wait. Now let's see. It is. Sometime today we'll get a call. Now here we go. Personal foul will be called oh. against Hanover. Holding. Senior penalty. Personal foul. 16 on the offense. That penalty is the point. After the play. Yep, that's all right, I don't understand this. Again, we had the same similar call last week, and and Dan, you can you can argue till you're blue in the face. I don't understand the call. Well, I don't get it. 
I mean, that's got to be an offsetting. Uh, I do a little bit because they called it how a, do you, okay, a dead ball foul. I understand that part, but when you've got a personal foul, how in the world can you decline a personal foul against Hanover? Well, how do you call They did that last week against Rose Holman. Well, we didn't decline. I don't know why we declined it. We'd take that. That's a 15-yard penalty. Right. So it's give, an offset. Well, no, on the dead ball, that's the last one that happened, so they'll give them the 15 yards and a first this, down. Nonetheless, the ball should not be up around the 40. No. That ball should be way back. They should mark off the 15 from where we started. Should be somewhere around and, the, around the, the 18 or the, the 15. Then they should give them 15 yards from that. I'm not down there on the field, but I know Tyler Hopperton is explaining that exactly. There is no way if you've got personal fouls that one team can be flagged for it and another team can't. Dead ball or not, they're offsetting, except in the Heartland Conference. Sorry. I, I've got to say that. They and this did. has been the second week in a row. They marked that from the original line of scrimmage. Yeah. And that's, uh, I don't think they got that one right as no. far as the line. Uh, I don't the think they've got the entire call right. So it's going to take it out to the 43 yard line, and that's where it's going to be first down. Boy, oh boy. I, you can try to explain this until you're blue in the face, and nobody will ever understand it. First and 10, and Hanover's got it at their own 43 yard line. Wazenski handoff to Cohen right up the middle to the 45 out near midfield. He's going to be dropped. They're going to spot it at the 49. That'll be a six-yard carry on the play. I, I don't know how they're not seeing it, but there's definitely a little bit of holding going on up in the middle. But uh, you know we're not doing a very good job of getting them off us either. You know if no. you want to be you know have an official see a holding call, you got to start bench pressing them off you so they can see that. Second down four. Wazenski fake there handoff. It is, Throws right it out there. to the right hand side. And there it's it complete. Is. Now there's a flag thrown on the plate. Completion made out to Frank inside Mount Territory yeah. at the 37 yard line. But a flag is finally thrown against Hanover in yeah. the middle of the field. Well, you know, you got to give ourselves a little credit here. Our D lineman finally got physical. And once he did that and got leverage, you're going to get that holding call. Uh, you know, he did a great job. I can't remember who it was. It might have been 96, but uh, he definitely got lower leverage and shoved him back and got taken down. So that will knock it back 10 yards and take it inside the Hanover 40 and drop down at the 39-yard line. There's five minutes to go in this, in this half day. We've got to somehow get this momentum change. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one more thing at the end of this play because I still find it incredulous that you could have – Two penalties called on Hanover, personal foul and holding. The personal foul is declined for 15 yards, and the holding is accepted for 10. I don't find that impossible. Nice and play. a pass is thrown out to the left-hand side. Finn, Finn nope. coming nope, up that was, uh, making 33. the tackle on Blystein. That's Julius Fisher making the yes. tackle at the 35-yard line for no gain. Great read by Fisher. It was not fooled by the fake screen away from the... On the far side and just came up and made a great tackle for a loss. So yeah. it's third down 18. Big third down right here. You cannot give up a first down, obviously, but if you can give up 10 and make a punt, that'd be big. Wazenski with trips out to the far side on third and 18 from the 35. Looks over to the sideline. Play clock down to 8. Wazenski back behind center. Little Gets draw. it off to Don Cohen on Good a draw. Job. He's going to be hit at the 38, dropped at the 39, gain of 4, and it'll bring up fourth down for Hanover, and the Lions defense gets aggressive and holds. Great job by the defense. You know, I'm not going to harp on it, but when we got that personal foul penalty called, dead ball, we seem to pick up our tempo on the defensive side, which is nice to see up front. So it's fourth down, 13 yards to go. 
And Oberhauser in to punt the football away for the third time. Troy Speakman back set to return at his own 20 with 3.38 remaining to go in the half. Well, I'd like to see Speak take one back. High kick. Speakman's going to take it in at the 25. Spins trying to get away from a tackle, and he'll Ooh. be brought down right after the 26. There's a targeting call right there. And a flag is thrown by yep. the back judge, and let's see what the call is. Doesn't appear to bear. You saw it. Uh, 62 led with his head, and nope. I think they're going to call it. They're going to call, call a hold. No, they're not. That's what they're calling. Wow. They are calling a hold. Wow. Holding on Julius Fisher. Wow. Well, they'll watch film like we do, and uh, they'll see that, and they definitely miss that one. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's going to be a penalty on the mount, and we're first down and 10 to go, and somehow we got to get some points out of this drive, Dave. Yeah, going in at halftime, and then we get the football to start the second half of play. Looking at the penalties so far, the Lions have been penalized three times for 29 yards. Hanover, believe it or not, is yet to be penalized. Beecham gets it right up the middle, takes it to the 15, struggles forward, and he's going to get it out near the 17-yard line for a gain of about three on the play. That's just a, a, a pure running by Cornell. You know, he should have been tackled for a loss, and uh, he broke an arm tackle and got forward for a couple three. Trying to look at that offensive line. Isaiah Trimble is still out on the field for the Lions, but at left guard now is Andrew Murphy. He's in the ball game. It's for Kaiser. Dropping back. Tom gets protection that time to Beecham. Beecham at the 30-yard line. Broken tackle. Right on the sideline to the 40-45. And, boy, he finally skipped out of bounds. They're going to say at the 42. Boy, if he could have held his feet, yeah. he was gone. But what a great job on front. You just talked about the replacement. I believe Murph over at left tackle. And I watched him specifically. He did a nice job on that play. 22 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions at the 42. Two and a half remaining in this first half. Lions have all three time, or check that, they've got two timeouts left. First and ten from their own 42. Beecham to the right of Tomlin. And a handoff goes to Beecham, cuts it up the middle, and he's going to be dropped at the 44. That's a gain of about two on the play. Second down eight. Lions are trying to go to their strong side today, which is the left-hand side. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is that Langham? That's over there on the left side, the left guard. James Langham now in at left guard along. Trimble is in at left tackle. Jake Kaiser tried to go today, but it doesn't look like he is in the ball game right now. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now Panky moves in motion to the near side. Beecham. Moves over to the right side of Tomlin. Play clock down to five. Tomlin on second and eight. Showing blitz is Hanover. And rolling out to the left He's is got Tomlin. Time. Tomlin looks up the field up Go the right side. He's got samples. Samples goes up and couldn't bring it down. And again, a nice defensive play by that cornerback out there. Ask Keeper you. Askew. Yeah, he made a nice play. You know, Tomlin needed about another second, and he had, uh, I don't know who that was, Sample. He had him behind him a little bit, but just didn't have enough time to get it down the field. 124 remaining, third down, eight yards to go for the Lions from their own 44. Into the ball game now for Trayon. Mount St. Joseph, Trayon Taylor. The junior wide receiver out of Florida, getting a lot of playing time here today. Taylor, slot to the left. Panky. 
And Nick Murphy out to the left-hand side also. Beecham out wide to the right-hand side with Williamson in the backfield. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the left. Steps up into the pocket. Rolls out to the left. Throws it over the middle. Good ball. Out to the right sideline now to Chase Pakey. And he's got it complete. Ten-yard completion to the 44-yard line of Hanover. And a first down for the Lions. Great job by Tomlin. He saw the rush. They pushed him upfield. He tucked under the pocket. Stepped to his left and made a nice throw. Brock and Pankey out to the left-hand side. He wasn't out of bounds, Dan. He was, but, that, you know, I don't know if the clock stopped, but he obviously marked him inbounds. Yeah. Dropping back with a minute 10 to go. Throwing out to the left-hand side, Panky. Now he's definitely out of bounds there at the 38-yard line after a gain of six. It's a nice little safe pass. Now you're at second and four. You can do what you want. you got plenty of time and two timeouts. Again, you got to have something on the board right here this series. Minute three left to go. Of course, the Lions going with that no huddle. They've got Panky out wide to the left, Brock slot left. Beecham slot right. Trayon Taylor is out to the far right-hand side. Ball in the far hash mark with Williamson in the backfield to the right of Tomlin. Second down, four yards to go from the handover 46. Tomlin dropped the snap, picks it back up, rolls to the right. He's just going to throw it over the head of Michael Williamson and out of bounds. Incomplete. Yeah, an uncharacteristic mistake on Tomlin's part. It was a little bit low, but he had both hands on it. Fumble the ball, but he makes a nice decision there to get rid of that. 57.8 seconds to go before the half. Blake Watson, our guest at halftime, coming up here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Panky is out to the left-hand side. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Trips out to the near side. Brock, Beecham, and Taylor. On third down four from the Hanover 38. Tomlin is Hanover showing blitz. Now they drop back. Tomlin looks over the middle. Now pocket breaks down. Throws Beecham. over the middle to Beecham. Incomplete. Threw it behind him and knocked away on the play by Blake Fessler, the linebacker. And it brings up fourth down four, and the Lions will go for it from the Hanover 38-yard line. 51.3 left to go. Just a tough play right there for Beecham to make. And Tomlin uh, got hit once again and uh, didn't have the time to, you know, to let Beecham clear the underneath route and had to get rid of it. 51.3 seconds to go in this first half of action. Fourth down, four yards to go for the Lions from the Hanover 38-yard line. They need to get it to the 34. Play clock down to seven. Lions with two timeouts left, and Caleb Carrill is going to come in and say, let's take a timeout. We will also. 51.3 seconds to go in the first half. Your score from Schuler Field. Hanover 20, the Lions 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to provide a robust student experience. With small class sizes, over 22 different NCAA Division III men's and women's athletic teams, an eSports team, a vibrant arts and theater program, and dozens of student clubs and campus activities, you'll be sure to find your place at the Mount. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount. Visit our website at msj.edu slash admissions. 51.3 seconds to go in this first half of action. Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin here at Schuler Field. Final home game of the year. 20-3, to Hanover leading it. And the Lions have one timeout left. What do you think Caleb Carrill's designing here, Bear? Not sure. You know, I want a question for you. Is this a good decision to go for it, or should you punt it away? Uh, you know, as, as quick as that offense on the uh, other side of the ball for Hanover can score. My feeling is, of course, I'm ultra-aggressive anyway. you got to have something. you got a lot of fire under these guys right. going into halftime. Yep, this is this is a tough call right here. I'm not quite sure what he'll have here, but uh, I'd be looking for Paul Miner on a five-yard route somewhere. Here we go. 
Tomlin. Fake handoff to Williamson. Rolls out to the right-hand side. He looks. He's got, he's got Brock open. over on the left-hand side. He and it goes through it. his hands and incomplete. He missed Near him. the 10-yard line. He missed him earlier. He was open. And uh, I just don't think Tomlin saw him. But good route. Wide open. Just drop ball. So 44.5 seconds to go. And Hanover has it with three timeouts left. Now, like you said, Dan, it's imperative for the Lions defense to stop his Hanover offense. Yep, we'd, it'd be nice if we could get a turnover ourselves, but you know what? The defense definitely has to step up here. 44 seconds with this offense and uh, all three timeouts, that's plenty of time. Bunch formation to the near side for Hanover. And out to the right-hand side is Frank going to the left and the throw fake, oh, pump, pump fake by Wazenski. Now he's going to run it up the right-hand side and run out of bounds at about the 44-yard line. Nice play by Speakman. He did not bite on the uh, pump-and-go fade-up on the top side, but uh, did a great job maintaining his composure there. Six-yard gain on the play by Wazenski brings up second and four at the 44. 38.6, clock stops on the out-of-bounds. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tight formation for Hanover. Now moving out of the backfield is Cohen out to the near side. Dropping back Wazenski. Wazenski looks Get to him. the right. Get He's going to be hit. Gets away from a tackle. Now ah. cuts it upfield to the 45-50 to the 45 of Mount Territory. And he's going to be brought down at the 46-yard line. Where was that? Uh, Make it the 44-yard that? line. That's a gain of about nine on the play for Wazinski and a first down for Hanover. And they take a timeout with 27.5 seconds to go at the Mount 44-yard line. Boy, Nick Brokering, I think that was, number 54, had him. Just couldn't grab him with his other hand. And uh, he slips that uh, tackle there and makes a first down run. Wazinski is elusive. Yes. We said coming in, he's got, he's just four-tenths of a point behind Chayton Tomlin as far as his quarterback efficiency ratio. He's at 165.6, and Tomlin came in at 166. Yeah, he, he, Noah definitely does a good job out there controlling the offense, and uh, he's got composure just like uh, Tomlin does. But uh, right now he's on the uh, other side of the stick where he's having success this first half, you know, 20 points. For his offense and three for Tomlin's, you know, you'd like to have that flipped if you're the Lions, but uh, nonetheless, we got to get a stop here with them having two timeouts and the ball around the 45. Wazenski seven for nine passing here today, 116 yards and one touchdown. Boy, be nice. One touchdown. Boy, be nice. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at... Schuler Field, where your score here at halftime is 20 to 3. Hanover leading the Lions by 17 here in the first half of action. And Dan, you know, coming into this season, the Lions offensive line was young, but when you add on top of that the injuries, they've got to go even deeper just when that offensive line looked like it was becoming a cohesive unit. Yeah, once you get those injuries as we talked in in the uh before the game that chemistry piece kind of gets uh, taken out of the uh, mix, and uh, you got to try and regain it. And uh, they lost that for a couple games, as you as you saw and witnessed. And uh, right now, they didn't have it in the first half. They made a couple switches up front. They started to give Tom a little bit more time. But uh, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. And Hanover's front four is pretty darn good. And uh, 
they pretty much controlled the line of scrimmage, you know, in the first half. And the mound's going to look to change that here in the second half. And uh, we get the ball coming out, and hopefully they can get some momentum and go down and get a touchdown. Well, it all started early in the ball game. 12:54 left to go in the first quarter. Sean Cohn ran it in from the two-yard line to give Hanover the early seven-to-nothing lead. It was just five plays and 70 yards, and it took them only two minutes, Dan. Yeah, that's that high-power offense, as you uh, alluded to, that they can get up and down the field. And uh, they've had two really nice drives that were pretty quick, and that was being one of them coming out of the gate, as you said, scoring with 12.54 left on the clock. And uh, we didn't even look like we were out there on that series, but then the defense showed up and did a nice job. And they've actually played fairly well overall. Um, you know, they've been putting the mind with some short field position, and that's tough to defend anybody who's got a high-power offense like Hanover. With 5.32 left to go in the first quarter, the Lions' Spencer Dufresne hit a 23-yard field goal, and the Lions had cut the lead to four at 7-3, to three, but then Hanover came right back just three minutes later. 2.28 left to go in the quarter. Taylor Blystein caught a 34-yard pass from Huizenski, and Austin Steyer missed his first extra point of the year, but Hanover still had a 10-point lead. 13 to 3. And then they added on to that with just 8.16 left to go in the half. Jared Frank caught a 37 yard touchdown pass from Wazenski, his second touchdown pass of the day. And Hanover had opened up a 20 to 3 lead after Steyer kicked the extra point. And that is where we sit right now at halftime. 20 to 3. Wazenski, well, he and Cohen have really been the story this afternoon. Wazenski, 8 of 10 passing for 153 yards and two TD passes. Cohen, Dan, 8 carries, 84 yards on the day. He's averaging 10.5 yards per carry and his longest has been 35 yards, but he has really been the workhorse here this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about containing him. They did not give up any big runs, as you said, the 35 yard run he had, but other than that, the uh, you know, his, his old lineman up front of him and getting the job done for him. He's just finding the seam and getting upfield. He runs a lot like Beecham. I mean, he's a physical guy, but his presence isn't as physical as Cornell's. But the, when he hits the hole, he hits the hole. Jared Frank and Jackson Doherty have each caught two passes this afternoon from Wazenski to lead the way for Hanover. Chayton Tomlin, 9 of 14 passing, 126 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. Cornell Beecham, 10 carries, 40 yards today. Tomlin has been sacked five times in the first half, losing 41 yards in the game. And that, to me, is the difference in the game. You know, the pressure that the, the Panthers have put up front against the uh, Lion, Lions offensive line has been pretty remarkable. But, uh, you know, Tomlin's a, a poised senior quarterback back there. You know, late in that half, he started getting into a rhythm. Unfortunately, we had a couple mistakes that took us back, and we weren't able to punch that ball in when we had the kicked the field goal, and uh, and then in a couple drives right before the half, he did a nice job, but we just didn't have time. And, you know, against a team like Hanover, you can't make mistakes, as you said. The drop snap kind of threw him out of a rhythm, which we were in, and uh, hopefully they'll clean all those up in this half. A couple of telling, telling statistics here, Dan. Hanover has run 23 plays so far for 240 yards, almost 10 yards a play, while Mount St. Joseph has run 29, six more, but they've only got 125 yards, 115 yards less than Hanover. Yeah, that, that, and that's the difference. You, you know, Hanover is very efficient, obviously, on their offensive end, where they're averaging about 10 yards per play. And uh, you can't let anybody do that, let alone the, a team of Hanover's uh, caliber. You know, you're, you're going to always be playing from behind. And, and 
as much as I want to uh, hate to say it, I guess, you know, Hanover is the better team in that first half. And somehow the Lions got to find a way to come back out, get some momentum, get a stop, maybe create a turnover on the defensive end for a touchdown or something or put us in a short field. You know, they're not out of this game, that's for sure, but they definitely got to respond. 20-3, to Hanover leads it here at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 20-3, your score here at the half. The Lions down on the scoreboard in this do-or-die game. If Hanover wins, then the conference championship comes down basically to next weekend between Rose and Hanover. And if the Lions win today, well, it still comes down to next week between Rose and Hanover. 20-3, to the Panthers on top of it as they will be going from right to left across your computer screen. The Lions are going to drop back Chandler Kenhalt for one of the first times this year. Now he's going to move to one of the up-back positions, and Cornell Beecham and Troy Speakman will be back. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen. And this is probably the most important quarter of the year for the Lions to date. This third quarter down by 17. Steyer will kick it off as we get the second half underway. And dropping back into the end zone is Speakman. Backpedals and takes a knee. And the Lions will start it over first and 10 in their own territory to start this second half of action. That was, that was a good kick right there. He put that into the end zone. I really didn't think he'd have enough leg to get it after the first half. He didn't look like he did. So the Lions behind Chayton Tomlin, who was 9 of 14, passing 126 yards in the first half of play, come out to start the second half of action. And Tomlin, on senior day, has got Beecham to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Paul Miner. At the wing left, handoff goes to Beecham around the left-hand side behind Meyer. Now cuts back to the right-hand side behind Tomlin to the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There he goes up the right side. And Beecham is going to run it all the way in for the score. And there's a flag all the way back to the line of scrimmage. Oh, this crowd's going to go berserk if that's a hold. I did not see that, Dave. I didn't either. 75 yards, Beecham, and the referee is back. And let's see what the call is going to be. Everybody's walking backwards. It is a block in the back against the Lions. Oh, this crowd's going bonkers at Schuler Field. Definitely did not see that, Dave. But uh, Tomlin with a great job getting out front and throwing a block. Beecham keeping his feet inbounds. And... uh, I'm sure they'll watch that on film tomorrow to see if it was a block in the back. Well, from the spot of the foul, a block in the back takes it back to the 24-yard line. So it it ends up being a one-yard penalty, but actually a 75-yard penalty and a touchdown is negated. 
So forget it. The touchdown is negated. First and 11 for the Lions. And again, to Beecham, off right tackle. He takes it out to the 25 to the 26-yard line where he is finally stopped right there after a two-yard game. Just not much there right now. I'm not sure who we got at right tackle. I think that might be number 59. I do not have a name on him, but uh, just not getting leverage there. we got to get a little bit inside leverage and allow Beecham to hit that hole and get some momentum. That's Ryan Galloway. He is a sophomore out of Crestwood, Kentucky, Oldman County High School. And that is who is at right tackle right now for the Lions. Second down and a long nine yards to go from the 26-yard line in their own territory. Dropping back Tomlin on second down. Steps up into the pocket, throws out to the right side. Picked off by Cooper Earls, and Earls is going to take it across the 40. He's got the first down to the 43-yard line. Well, Dave, I sat there and watched the center, left guard, and left tackle. They picked up the stunt perfect there. I believe it was number 69 who's playing at left guard. Did a great job of passing that twist off, and that's the protection for Tomlin. He needs that all night. That's 66 at right guard. The Lions have changed their offensive line. Sam Martin, they're at right guard. So 69, I'm sorry, at the left guard did a great job of passing him off. First and 10 after the 17-yard reception to Cooper Earls. Beecham is out of the backfield now. He's lined up at the right side at the right slot formation. Williamson into the ballgame. Tomlin steps up, throws it out to the left side. Complete on the play, and that's to chase Panky. And Panky, are they saying it's incomplete? Yes, they did. They called it incomplete. No argument from Panky. Boy, it looked from up here like he caught the ball. Yeah, it sure did. I watched that left side again, and that's Trimble, and that is Langham, number 69. They did an excellent job of protection on that left side, which you can keep doing that. They're going to have a shot. So the incompletion brings up second and ten from the 44. Mount in their own territory. Moving in motion to the near side is Beecham with Williamson at the tailback position. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin is going to be hit and dropped all the way back to the 36-yard line. Yeah, that was Tremble getting beat off the left tackle. Tomlin got hit by the blind side. And uh, just, you know, unfortunately for Tremble, that's the one play he has not made in this series. Eight-yard loss on the play. Makes it third down and about 17 yards to go for a mount first down. 12.45 12.45 and running left to go in this first uh, third quarter. Excuse me. Panky is out wide to the left-hand side. Beecham slot left. Brock and Earls come out to the right-hand side. Now Brock moves off the line. Earls moves up. Williamson in the backfield to the left. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin drops back. He's going to throw the ball down got the middle. It. He's got Panky right there at the 35. He's got it. Complete at the 34. One-on-one coverage. Panky goes up and gets it. Again, the O-line gave him time, and Tomlin delivers, and what a catch by Panky. 28 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions at the 34 of Hanover. Panky, after catching that pass on senior day, goes out wide to the left-hand side. Earl's wide right. Williamson in the backfield. Beecham is slot right. Paul Miner lines up behind the left guard. At the tight end position, handoff to Williamson. He's going to run it right up the middle and struggles to get down to the 32-yard line after a gain of a couple. His first carry of the afternoon. Yeah, not much there. They used Paul Miner, as you said, behind the left tackle and left guard in that uh, C gap, and he tried to run up in there and block the linebacker, but uh, that gap closed rather quickly. So it'll be second down, eight yards to go for the Lions. 11:34 and running left in this third quarter. Lions down by 17, 20 to three. Second and eight 
Tomlin with Williamson off to the left. Fake handoff. Drops back. Looks up the middle. He's going to be hit again and dropped at the 39 for a loss of six. Protection broke down a little bit, but he had enough time. I just don't know if he had enough time to get rid of it because they were all going vertical on that. So it brings up third down and about 15 yards to go for a Lion first down. Their third down conversion ratio coming into this game was 44%. And today it's not that good. Third down and 15. They'll now mark it at the 39-yard line of Hanover. Williamson in the backfield. Beecham, slot left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Earl and Pankey's dropping back. Tomlin, Probably. good protection. Now it breaks down, and he's going to be dropped at the 45. Double. Ball loose on the play, but the Lions are going to fall back on top of it. Looked like Isaiah Trimble picked up the fumble recovery. A loss of about eight on the play, and it's going to bring down fourth and forever. Back at the 45-yard line, and the Mount will punt it away. Yeah, they did a nice job protecting him there. Again, he's got to step up and get rid of that one, and the uh, coach is kind of letting him know that on the sideline. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see at least somebody, you know, out there for a safety valve for him. So Chomsky comes in to punt it away, and dropping back is Doherty. Good snap. Suchomsky gets a high, good punt away. The Doherty is going to fair catch at the 16-yard line. It's a 39-yard punt. Make it a 29-yard punt, excuse me. 9.59 remaining in the third quarter. Lions down by 17, 20 to 3. So that's a little bit of momentum there, Dave. I'm not so sure that, you know, that the result they wanted, but uh, they can keep that O-line intact right now and give them a chance. Get a little running game going. They might have a Excellent opportunity to put some points on the board. Wazenski coming in at quarterback. He had an excellent first half. He's got Cohen, who ran for 84 yards in that first half. And Cohen gets the handoff up the middle, sees some green, cuts it to the 20-yard line, and a gain of three before he's knocked off his feet by Julius Fisher. Well, he's just a smart running back. He, he went to go outside, and I'm not sure if that was Fisher or Slusher or whoever that was. They got outside, and he bounced it right back up underneath that O-lineman. Out to the 23-yard gain, second and seven. 9.35 and running. Wazenski went almost to the sideline to get the play call. Now comes back out to the line of scrimmage. He was 10 of 12 in the first half for just shy of 150 yards. Lions showing blitz. Hand off to Cohen. Cohen runs right where the blitzer came through, out to the 23-yard line. Another gain of three, and it brings up third and six. Make it third and four, excuse me. Had the right call there, and I think that was Sean Sullivan that came off the edge. He should have probably ripped inside to take that run away. He had outside leverage with a linebacker blitzing, and, uh, you know, we could have blown that up for no gain. Trey Kersey is into the ball game. He's at tight end position. Frank goes out wide to the right-hand side. Now they've got Doherty and Blystein to the left-hand side. Cohen on third down and a long three. Shifts to the right of Wazinski. Wazinski's going to throw. Throws out to the left-hand side. Complete on the play to Blystein. He's got it at the 30. Make it the 31-yard line. A completion of seven yards on the play, and it brings up a first down for Hanover. Yeah, just a, just a simple three-step throw, five-yard out. They caught us in a blitz. They picked it up well, and I believe that was Dustin out there in coverage, number eight, and he just couldn't react quick enough. Blystein with his second 
catch of the afternoon. Noah Abel out of the ball game. He tried to go with that cast, but was not able to do it. And Loudermilk is in at his position at the cornerback spot. Dropping back, Wazenski throws over the middle, and it is complete to Blystein and brought down by Loudermilk at the 42-yard line. 11-yard gain and another first down for Hanover, and they've got things going again. Blystein with a great catch. That ball was behind him. He's lucky to make that catch. If he doesn't, you know, Loudermilk might pick that one off. First and ten for the Panthers out to the 43-yard line, still on their side of midfield. 7.50 remaining. Boy, this third quarter's flying by. Ballinger into the ball game. Cohen now moves out of the backfield in motion, and the handoff goes to Ballinger around the short side, the left side of the field. He's going to cut it across midfield and be drug out of bounds across midfield at the 47-yard line. That's going to be a gain of nine and close to a first down for Hanover. And let's see what they say. Are they going to give him the first down? It's one of these plays, Bear, where they've got to bring it in a measure. They just can't say, okay, it's a first down. Yeah, they're going to they're do gonna it. Give it. Yeah, that's one of the new uh, points of emphasis. If it's close and they don't need to bring the measuring sticks out, they're just going to give it to them. Yeah. At least they're consistent this year. First and ten, ball at the 47-yard line in Mount Territory. Lions showing blitz, trying to get something going defensively. Wazenski off play action, throws over the middle, complete on the play. Frank. This time it goes to Frank at the 30, and he bounces out of bounds inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line. 17 yards and a first down for Hanover again. Yeah, they caught us on a blitz right there, but uh, they did a great job picking it up. We're going to have to stun a little differently, and uh, we didn't get any kind of pressure and gave him time to throw that ball. Seven minutes exactly left to go in this third quarter. Lions down by 17, but Hanover on the move. They've got trips out to the far side. Zerke is out at the tight end left. Hand off to Cohen up the middle. He's going to be stacked up by Guck, and he's going to be dropped right at the 25-yard line. Oh, my. Now they're going to throw a flag against the Lions defensively for throwing Cohen to the field, but I'll tell you what, that was a late whistle. Hopperton was not happy with Nick there. He pulled him out of the game immediately, I believe. And his D-line coach pulled him out as well. But, uh, you know, no need to throw the, the young man. But I'm sure, that, again, that's a questionable call in my opinion. Nick Brokering picking it up. The personal foul. And it will knock it down inside the 15 to the 13-yard line. And Hanover has got it first and 10 at the Lions' 13-yard line. And over their first possession of the second half, and they are just moving methodically down the field. Cohen to the right. Tight formation now for Hanover, and they move man in motion to the far side. Hand off to Cohen around the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up at about the 11 and falls forward to the 10. Julius Fisher in there with Peyton Williams on the tackle. Yeah, that was good defense by the uh, right side. Did a great job staying home, standing up the offensive line, and very little game. 6.08 left to go in this third quarter. And this could really put a damper on the spirits of this crowd here at home if Hanover can punch this thing through. Yeah, we got to have a stop, and at least only getting them a field goal to tell. Cohen to the right of Wazinski. Two receivers out wide on each side. Ball in the near hash mark for the Panthers. Going from right to left. Dropping back with Zensky. Laurel's out to the right. There's got to be a hold there on 71, but no call. Boy, you could see the jersey get ripped away from his shoulder pads. The pass was incomplete. Yeah, no call. Spencer did a great job of the rush there. Carter Chastain just reached out and grabbed 
the shoulder pad, and it looked like he was grabbing the shoulder pad of Noah Hammond and just pulled the jersey away from the shoulder pad so you could see it, and the official stood right there and didn't make a call. Nope. That allowed Wazinski to get rid of the ball and, uh, you know, save a loss. Now it's third and long. We need a big stop right here. Third and seven. They can get a first down inside the three. Bunch formation to the right. Cohen to the left of Wazinski. Drops back. Looks to his left. Now looks to the right. Runs out of the pocket. Throws it over the end of the end zone, and it's incomplete. And the Lions defense holds, and let's see what Matt Theobald decides to do. He's going to send in the field goal unit and try that. Well, not a bad stop by the defense, but, uh, you know, hopefully you, you're praying that there's a bad snap or a missed field goal here, and, and the offense can take over. But uh, got to give the defense credit right there with the stop after having that uh, major penalty and giving them that first down in the red zone. Ball on the near hash mark, just inside the near hash mark, spotted at the 17-yard line, so this will be a 27-yard attempt. The long this year for Steyer has been 27. Ball is spotted down. Kick is up. That has plenty of leg, and no it is good. no good wide right. The defense holds. 5.24 to go in the third. Your score, Hanover 20, the Lions 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Chayton Tomlin leads the Lions offense out onto the field on first and ten. Get outside. And Beecham takes it around the right side across the 25 to the 30. High steps to the 35 and is finally drug out of bounds at the 40-yard line. A 20-yard run by Beecham and a first down by the Lions. Great run by Beecham. Good blocking up front. I can't remember who you said. We got in a right tackle, the younger gentleman, number 59. That's Ryan Galloway. Yeah, Galloway does a great job of blocking here. Now they put him over at the left tackle. Lions have got a lot of changes along the front offensive line. First and ten from the 40. Hand off to Beecham again around the left-hand side this time. And he's going to be dropped back at about the 36-yard line. Now they'll stop. They'll say his forward progress was stopped at the 37 for a loss of three. Yeah, he tried to bounce that out, Dave, and uh, Galloway was over at the the left tackle, made a nice block, and had the guy outside, and Beach should have cut that right up underneath him. So it's second down, 13 yards to go. We're under five minutes and running left in this third quarter, 20 to three. Boy, it's been a long time. I don't think I've ever done a mount game where they've had only three points in the third quarter. Second down, 13 yards to go at their own 37. Tomlin, empty backfield. Trips out to the far side, ball in the center of the field. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw out to the right. It is complete on the play for a gain of about five yards on the completion, and that's to Chase Pank. He went down to his knees to catch it. Five yards, and it brings up third and eight. Yeah, Chase did a nice job going down to get that ball. I mean, Tomlin had a long way to throw it, but uh, not his best pass, but not his worst. But nice catch by Chase. Well, they're going to spot it back to the 42-yard line, so it's nine yards to go for a first down. Nick Murphy, slot right, have not called his name a lot today. Cooper Earls out wide to the right. Panky and Beecham out to the left-hand side. Paul Miner tight end left. Williamson in the backfield, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin, heavy rush, rolls out to the right. He's chased again, throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. 
Tomlin on the ground again. They just got a lot of pressure on him. We just didn't give him a whole lot of time there. But uh, good job getting rid of it. He only gave us an opportunity to catch that ball. Unfortunately for us, it did hit the turf. So the defense doesn't get much of a break. It's punting time for the Lions. Fourth down, nine yards to go as Doherty drops back and Suchomsky comes in to kick it away with 3.22 remaining in the third. Boy, I'd like to see Max get a hold of one here and get it inside to 10. Crosswind from the near side to the far side. Suchomsky, good snap, gets it away, and that's a good end-over-end kick. Doherty's going to call for a fair catch at the 27-yard line. So it's first and 10 for Hanover at their own 27-yard line. 3.16 left to go in the third. It's Hanover 20 and the Lions 3. Miniman Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility, giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today, 579-0010. The illegal block right there. Kersey gets the pass from Wazinski. At the tight end position, takes it across the 30 out to the 31-yard line. It's just a safe pass, but uh, I thought for sure they'd call a penalty there. I thought for sure they'd call a lot of penalties today. <laughs> they have called a lot of penalties, but unfortunately none really for the mount today. These guys could never work a TV game. They are so intent on getting to Giordano's <laughs> in Chicago at the end of the game that they, they've really sped this thing up. Wazenski hand off to Cohn. Cohn right up the middle, and he's near a first down across the 35 to the 36. He'll be about a yard shy on the play. They gave him the first down. Wow, they gave him an extra yard, Bear. <laughs> he was nowhere near the 37 for crying out loud. I don't know how they spotted that one, but uh, they gave him a first down. Oh, my. First down for Hanover at the 37. They had to get to the 37, and Bear, look where the ball is spotted. It's not even touching the 37. And they gave him the first. That must be that new rule. If it's close, you get oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I know Bill Fitch said something one time. I'll tell you after this. And handoff goes to Cohen around the right-hand side to the 40. He's got some green. He's going to run out of bounds outside the 45 at the 46-yard line. That's a gain of eight on the carry. Brings up second and two. Bill Fitch, the old coach of the Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics, said close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and the drive-in movies. (laughs) That was not even close. No, he was definitely a yard short. But uh, they find themselves in second and short here again. The Panthers do. Just outside the 45, touching the 46. we got to get a stop. I mean, right now we're not uh, getting any leverage. Second down, call it a long yard to go for Hanover, moving this Ballinger to the right-hand side of Wazenski. Fake handoff. Wazenski's going to throw it down the middle. It's, it's going to be oh. almost intercepted by Speakman and incomplete. Frank fell down there, and Speakman had a chance, and now he's hurt. I think he pulled a hamstring or something. Well, he had this happen last week, and it ended up being a cramp, and I think that's what it is this time. Yeah, that's what it looks like, Dave. But, boy, he wants that back. That ball was right to him. Fortunate that Frank fell down. Speakman right there should have had a pick. Minute 34 left to go in this third quarter. We're going to take an injury timeout here. Well, no, we won't. Speakman is up, and he's going to run off the field under his own power. It was just a cramp. So we'll keep it right here. Third down and a yard to go. It's interesting. Noah Abel 
I don't even see him on the sideline, Bear. We haven't seen him since the first quarter of play. Yeah, I have not seen him. And he was going to play today with a cast on his hand, but we haven't seen him here in this ball game except for the first quarter. Handoff goes up the middle to Cone, and Cone's got the first down up to the 49-yard line. Yeah, that was an easy first down for the Panthers there. I like the call before that, taking a shot downfield, you know. The Panthers are fortunate that Speakman dropped that pick. First and ten after the two-yard gain by Cohn. He's a better running back, in my opinion, than Henderson at Manchester. Yeah, he's pretty good. I didn't get to see the uh, Henderson kid from Manchester, but Cohen's pretty good, man. He's he's an elusive runner as well. Ballinger shifts off to the left, gets the handoff, and he's going to take it into Mount Territory across the 50 to the 49-yard line for a gain of a couple. Off the right side. Alvin Burke. Burke again. Yep, good. Nice tackle by him. Number 90. He's playing banged up, too. Yeah, that's tough at this time of the year if you're playing banged up. You know, you got to start rotating players and give them a breather here and there. But, uh, you know, got to give the the D-line a little bit of credit. They had the the, uh, stop right before the half, and right now they're playing pretty hard. Loudermilk is playing at that right corner position. Second down, eight yards to go from the 49-yard line of the mount. Wazinski drops back, throws it out into the left flat, and it is complete on the play to Pika. And Pika gets it to the 46-yard line. I think that was Williams who closed quickly on that play. A couple yards on the play, and it'll bring up third down and about a long four yards, short five yards to go. That'll be the quarter. And that's the end of the quarter. So we're at played three, and here we go. Do or die for the Lions for the final 15 minutes of play from Schuler Field. Your score, Hanover 20, the Lions 3. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field as we start this fourth and final quarter of play. And again, it's very quick. Cohen up the middle. He's got the first down inside the 40 of Mount St. Joseph to the 38-yard line. Gain of seven on the play for Cohen. And, boy, they they didn't even spot the ball, and they got that clock going immediately. These guys could never do an NBC game or an ABC or <laughs> Fox or ESPN because – they would be waiting for the timekeeper constantly to hold them up. Yes, they would. Cohen, 11 carries, 99 yards on the afternoon. He's had an outstanding day, just shy of 100. Moves off to the right-hand side. 
of Wazenski. Wazenski play action. He's going to throw it up the Wide right open. sideline. Got a oh, right nice over receiver. Play. And a nice play by Gavin Edmondson. Edmondson with a great play. He was open for a split second, but he makes a diving stop. Talking to the receiver there, Dave, and the receiver number one. I'm not sure what his name is. Doherty. Doherty pats him on the on the back and says, "Nice play." Boy, that was a completion all the way, and Edmondson just stretched out, knocked the ball away, incomplete, second and ten from the 38 of Mount. Like the call, I definitely like the call there. It was a uh, double move, and uh, like you said, Edmondson just made a heck of a play stretching out. Lions need a turnover. They need something to spark them. Cone off the left-hand side. Huge gain across the 35, and he's going to be near the 30-yard line. Run out of bounds by Laudermilk. They're just very confident with their run game. So they take that shot on first and 10 to try to do a double move. They don't get it. They come right back with Cohen. He picks up eight. Third down, two yards to go, and this is the biggest play of the game for the Lions. Yeah, clock running. Right now, you know, the Panthers are taking control up front. They're moving the ball, and uh, you definitely can't let them get in the end zone here. Third down, two from the Lions, 30. Probably two down territory here for Hanover. 13-40 left to go in the game. Wazenski, hand off to Cone. Up the middle, got the first down. Cuts it to the left side to the 25-20, and he's going to be chased out of bounds by Peyton Williams at the 17-yard line. Yeah, just a simple dive play. Spencer... Uh, Kendra steps across the line of scrimmage, unblocked, and he's got to read whether or not the quarterback's going to keep it by the time he made that read. Cohen was upfield. Nine on the carry, 17-yard line is where the ball is, first and ten for the Panthers. 13-09 remaining in the ballgame. Lions could conceivably give up a field goal, but a touchdown would almost put a nail in the coffin the way they've moved the football today. Wazemski handoff to Ballinger this time, and Ballinger's going to be hit nice right tackle. at the line and dropped on the play. Nate Stone. Nate Stone with the tackle. Nice fill by Nate Stone from the linebacker position, you know, holding until uh, about a half a yard gain. Then again, I don't know, they might move that ball up. i got to keep they an might. eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> ball just shy of the 15. Second down. It's just inside the 16-yard line. 12:25 and running. Two tailback formation now. One on each side of Wazinski. Handoff goes to Ballinger. No fake handoff. It goes over to Doherty and Doherty breaks a tackle at the seven. Run out of bounds near the five yard line, but they've got a first down at the three. Boy, nice play right there. They fake the handoff. Doherty, I think, was in the slot and just sneaks out to the flat. Simple five yard route, and he turns that into a first down and then some. Ball at the three-yard line. And, boy, they got that play clock going quickly. Yeah, it's down to 15. So it's first and goal for Hanover. Cohen in the backfield. He's already got a rushing touchdown today. Wazenski has thrown two TD passes on the afternoon. Hand off to Cohen. Right up the middle into the end zone for the score. And Hanover has extended their lead to 26-3 with 11.35 to go in this ballgame. As you said, that might be the nail in the coffin. You know, offense is just not moving the ball like we need to today. And uh, defense has played their heart out but uh, unable to get a stop. 11.35 remaining and Steyer comes in to attempt the extra point. 
The holder is Mark Sally, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 11.35 remaining in the game. Your score now, Hanover 27, the Lions 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Hanover kicks it off. It'll be taken in by Speakman at his 10 to the 15-20. Cuts it to the far side, and he'll be dropped at the 25-yard line. Tackle coming up, Nate Scourin coming in from New Albany, Ohio. Yeah, making the tackle. Speakman had a little bit of a seam, but Nate came up and closed that quickly and made a nice hit on him. uh, You definitely can sense that uh, the Panthers are sensing, you know, for the next 11 minutes they can just maintain they're going to walk out of here with a W. For the mouth, the offense has to get in a hurry uh, offense. Heartland scoreboard coming up after this play. Lions have really got into a need to get into a fast break mode here. Beecham. Right behind Tomlin in the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides, and the fake handoff to Beecham. Rolling out to his left is Tomlin. Oh. He gets hit as he throws. Why there's no flag, I don't know. And the pull Ooh, throw goes that should to be a late hit. Minor, and now there there's is. a flag as they push Minor. He was three yards out of bounds at yeah. the 37-yard line. Yeah, there was no need for him to make the contact. Boy, to be honest with you, Bear, I don't know why there wasn't a penalty called on against Tomlin. After he threw the ball, the guy ran two steps and made, knocked him down. Yeah, I didn't see that, but uh, they definitely uh, caught the one with Paul Miner. He was out of bounds. There was no need to even give him a shove. And... Penalty called against Hanover, and that's Evan Works, or excuse me, Dakota Mannion. Scores yeah. out of the Heartland. Rose Holman shutting out Defiance 23 to nothing, and Bluffton over Manchester 20 to 14 in their game. Yep, very little momentum change right here. The clock's running. You gotta be hurry up, as you said, in the fast break mode. It's gonna, th- the penalty takes it to the 48 yard line of handover handoff to Beecham right up the middle. Beecham gets it to the 45. Nice and little run, but you know, if you're handover, you're alright with that. Give him two or three yards. Do you now move Beecham out of the backfield and move him to a receiver slot because the running game is pretty much Hanover will give you the run. Right. It's a tough call because, you know, you're at the 45. He could break one and go the distance, at, at them being on the 45. So I'd leave him in the backfield, maybe throw a swing pass to him here and there. Jake Ayler into the ball game now for the first time for the Lions. Three-yard gain, second and seven from the 45 of Hanover. Tomlin is just going to be harassed and dropped all the way back into the... Hanover mounts part of the field inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. It's just a, a five-man rush. They brought a, a backer off the backside, and uh, we did not pick that up. And uh, 
Now we're in third and long here with the clock running. Isaiah Trimble's out of the ball game. They have moved Galloway, as you said, to the left tackle position. Now they they move Beecham to a slot receiver spot, and Williamson is into the ball game. Brock over on the right side at the slot. Stepping back Tomlin. He's going to go for it. Oh, he's got, got Pinky at the 25 complete, and he's going to be brought down inside the 20 at the 16-yard line. Great ball by Tomlin. And you know what? He sits there. I think it was number 23 that blitzed for handover, and he was on the ground. Tomlin helped him up. They both pat each other on the head. Great play by Tomlin to Panky. Great job by the O-line. Inside the 20 at the 18-yard line. First turn. Are they going to put it at the 16? About the 16, now call it the 17-yard line, where they finally spot it first and 10 for the Lions at the Hanover 17. Williamson stays into the ballgame. Williamson dropped his mouthpiece, had to pick it up, got set, and now Tomlin drops back, throws it over the middle, and it's incomplete to Paul Miner. Yeah, Paul stopped running on that one, and then Tomlin and him were talking about it. but uh, I thought they were going to throw a flag on Williamson for illegal moving. Motion and he was just picking up his mouth guard. Yeah, I did a great job of getting that, putting it back in there and going upfield there, at least making a block so Tomlin had time. The incompletion brings up second down and 10 from the 17. Got a little mismatch up top with, I think that's Askew. I'm not, if that's. Against Chase Samples. Sample, and now, yeah. I think Matt Theobald of Hanover saw that and decided yep. to take a timeout. 9.17 left to go in the ballgame. It's now Hanover 27, the Lions 3 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Hanover using their first time out here in the second half of play. The Lions have all three. 9-17. Lions need to score three times and three times quickly. Yeah, we definitely need to score here. You know, you can't let too much more time run off the clock. And, you know, then you got to ask yourself if they score a touchdown, we onside kicking or we're going to kick it deep and hopefully uh, hold them. And then get a uh, punt. But, uh, you know, those are all the answers that we're looking for. And uh, Hop will have a decision to make after they score here. And hopefully here, he can get in the end zone. Here we play. go. Tomlin drops back. Looks over the middle. The pocket breaks down. Rolling out is oh Tomlin. My. And now they're going to call a flag. That's the same exact pass is complete to Williamson at the line of scrimmage. The Lions are going to be flagged for a hold. But that's the same exact play that Hanover got away with. Reaching out and grabbing the jersey that was not called, almost in the same identical spot of the field, yeah, too, Dan, yeah, in the third. Definitely missed that. Uh, they may take this play, though. Yep, it's going to be declined. It brings up third down. And, boy, oh, boy. I'm not so sure that – I do believe they're allowed to take that penalty and they give them a down back, but the clock keeps running and they lose distance. So yeah. I'm not so sure that was explained to them over there on the handover side well enough. Nine minutes to go in the ball game. Lions down 27-3. to Tomlin slaps his hands, takes the snap, drops back, looks over the middle. He's got a receiver that's panky, incomplete. He was double covered. 
Yep, definitely looked not like open. he was open originally, but then he got double covered quickly. Yeah, well, Hanover's fast. Yes, they are. Beecham was wide open. Obviously, you know it's easier to see it up here. And Tomlin chose to go with the uh, post route, and Panky was just double covered. So it's fourth down. Lions have to go for it. Fourth and ten, and the Lions are going to use a timeout. We're going to keep it right here. We've already given you the scores in the Heartland Conference around the nation. Michigan defeated Maryland this afternoon, 38-10. to And Wake Forest easily over North Carolina State, 44-10. to We've told you the teams that have off today, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and San Diego State. What time is that Georgia-Florida game? That's going to be a great one. That one is this afternoon at 3.30. That's underway then. Yep, should be... Is it 3.30 already? 3.45. We should be. Well, the way this thing has gone, is the, <laughs> the pace of this game, I'm surprised we're even at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm good for something. <laughs> you know. We lose sleep, right? Yeah. Of course, I don't no, know. No, no, no. It's spring ahead, I, fall back. I don't know what sleep is anyway, so we, it don't matter to me. We get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I'll stay up for another hour just to see if I get that hour. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could come up with something that convoluted. <laughs> Here we go. Fourth and ten for the Lions from their own 17. Tomlin with Williamson to his left. Drops back. Looks to the left. Good protection. Now he's going to step up. Throw it over the head oh. of Panky and incomplete. And the Lions will turn it over on downs. Just missed time that. He was going to be about five yards short of the first down, but if he could have... You know, caught it, made a move. He might have had a shot, but just missed time, just jump. 8.44 remaining to go in the ball game. Next week, the Lions are in Anderson and in two weeks in New York against Maritime. I've got a decision to make. If the Lions lose this game, whether to go to New York or with the men's team to the Marietta tournament that yeah. same weekend. Yeah, the men are in Marietta. Yeah. First and ten for Hanover at the 18-yard line. They actually gained a yard on the exchange on the possession. And Wazinski hands the ball off to Cohen. They're going to get a steady diet of Cohen as they have in the second half, and he takes it out to the 20 for a three-yard gain. Yeah, Hanover will be content with being safe here and punting the ball and using the clock. So, uh, as you said, man, we got to be able to tackle him and not let him get to four or five yards like he did on that carry. Well, they spotted him at the 22. I don't know what a spot is anymore. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Ball at the 22-yard line. Did he look anywhere near the 22 to you? Uh, not from here, but, uh, you know, I'm not down on the field, so uh, I just leave that go. You know, I do enough <laughs> complaining at the officials in my sport. Never. <laughs> now, you've never picked up a technical foul, have you? Uh, Ballinger up the middle, we'll just leave it there. Ballinger is going to cut forward across the 22, maybe to the 23-yard line. Well, I can honestly say, yes, I did, and that was last year, and I told the ref, I, he finally teamed me up and said, Coach, I had to do it, and I said, yeah, you're 10 minutes too late. <laughs> that was there to motivate my team, and you didn't do it. I was going to drop. <laughs> it and not have you even answer it. But. It's okay. <laughs> so a gain of a yard brings up third down and a long four yards to go. Ball at the 24-yard line. Clock running at 724. I definitely do not have a lot of officials who like to go fishing with me, so clearly I'm not getting many calls, right? Do you even like to go fishing? 
Now, third and four, dropping back Wazinski. Good protection. Rolls out to the right. He's looking upfield. Now he's just going to throw the ball away. Flag thrown in the backfield. And that came from deep in the back, Judge. And He's going to call. I don't know. calls interference here, this is crazy. Unless he calls holding on the defense. It's going to be holding. Yeah. Yep. Because clearly the ball was thrown about 20 yards out of bounds and nobody was catching it. Dan, I understand the Heartland Commissioner is here. I don't know. I did no, not I, see I, him. I, he I, is here? He is here. Yeah, I understand well, he is here. And he needs Mr. Commissioner, not going to mention you by name, out to the 34-yard line, but he needs to look at this crew and say, is this the best that we have for a game of this caliber? Well, again, I won't make a comment on that. No, but, you can't. Uh, <laughs> You know, I want the best officiating crew I can get no matter who they are. First and ten, ball spotted out at the 34-yard line. Handoff up the middle goes to Ballinger, and Ballinger struggles to the 35, spins away across the 37 to the 38, and he's going to fall forward to the 40-yard line on a nice second effort by Ballinger. Nick Brogreen was tackled down here, and he had a guy laying on him. He wants to know why the official didn't call holding. Sure, there's a lot of questions that are going to be asked after this one. <laughs> but uh, we we looked like we were trying to strip the ball there, and uh, Ballinger almost broke that. 6:35, second down, four yards to go after a six-yard gain by Ballinger. Wazinski, this Hanover team, you know, take nothing away from them. They are a very, very good team. Handoff up the middle to Ballinger, and Ballinger's going to take it across the 45. Picks up the first down out to the 48-yard line. Yeah, that's a nice little run by Ballinger. You're right. Hanover, they're a very, very good team. I'm very impressed with them up front, both sides of the ball, how they manage the game. They've done a great job, you know, obviously scoring 27 points uh, against the defense that I've watched all year who's been pretty stingy uh, up until last weekend. But, uh, you know, no excuses Hanover deserves deserves the championship if they can go out and get a W in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, the Mount, great season. Can't can't be disappointed, but, you, you know, you got to learn to finish a little bit. Well, they've got two games left after this one against Rose next week and then Franklin. Hand off to Ballinger. Ballinger takes it up to the 49, keeps his legs yeah. churning into Mount territory. And, boy, the Mount just cannot take him down. He's going to be down finally at the 46-yard line. That's a gain of six on the carry, and it brings up second down. Well, they're going to give him seven. Brings up second and three. This Hanover team, I'll tell you what, that's going to be a heck of a game next week against Rose. I think they'll beat Franklin. They're a better team than Franklin. But that game next week against Rose is going to be a very interesting contest between these two ball clubs. Where's that one at? That's going to be at Rose. Okay, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. I hope I can pick that up uh, on a stream somewhere and find out who's uh, going to win that game. Second down, a long three yards to go. Wazinski handoff to Ballinger. Nice. Ballinger's going to be grabbed by the shirt collar by Brokering, and then he spins away but falls forward, and he's actually going to lose a yard back to the 47. Spencer did a nice job there coming uh, on a stunt. He definitely made the running back change direction, and pursuit was there. Good job by Spence. 434 and running. Lions, unless a major miracle happens, will drop to six and two, four and two in the conference. This is going to eliminate them from any talk of a conference championship for the second consecutive year. Yeah, I have to agree, Dave. The only major miracle that could happen if that happens is me growing hair, and that's probably not going to happen. You got hair on your face. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. You know, hey, miracles have happened. 
Wazemski bobbled the snap, but got the handoff to Cohen, and Cohen's going to be stacked up at the 45-yard line. Gain of a couple on the play. A lot of pushing and shoving going on afterwards. Fourth down, about three yards to go for a handover first down. I think you'll probably see them just go for it here. Yeah, I would. I would risk the snap to the punter. He's going to probably let it run down and call timeout and make his decision. But, you know, you're at the 44-yard line of your opponent here. You might as well go for it and keep the clock running. But it looks like they'll definitely take the timeout. We'll be down around 3.20 on the clock. Well, a season that started with so much promise going up to 6-0. and Really, the air got let out of the balloon last week against Rose. And this afternoon, the Lions just could get nothing going offensively. And you were right, Bear. Now the Hanover will take the timeout and probably bring in the punt unit and pin the, pin the Lions back deep in their own territory. Yeah, it, it, you know, you, you can't be disappointed in the Lions' uh Season, You know, you didn't get two wins in the last two weeks. You know, a lot of things come into play there, Dave, and it's not to say it's the excuse, but injuries play a huge role in football, just like any sport, but bigger in football because that chemistry, especially on the line as we talked about, you had Kaiser and Tremble trying to go today. Unfortunately, they weren't able to maintain. Uh, made a good decision to take them out and not further that injury. I think they're both juniors. You want to get them healthy and bring them back next year. And, uh, you know, they have nothing to hang their head down for. I mean, they've, they've had a nice season. They need to go finish the next two weeks. And Noah Abel was unable to answer the bell here either. So, you know, three components of this 22-man starting staff that the Lions have and just were not able to answer the bell the way they have in the past. Fourth and two, and... It'll be punting time for Hanover, and they will punt the ball away. Oberhauser kicks it, and it'll hit at the 15-yard line, and Speakman will go ahead and pick it up at the 12 and then sneak it out across the 15, and he finally stepped out of bounds. They're going to say, there is no way he stepped out of bounds. Oh, my God. They put him out the 15. He was up by the 20. Yeah. Wow. That, he definitely blew that one. I mean, it's not going to make a difference in the game. No. But to see him do that, man, that's amazing. That's Hopefully the referees will get a copy of this film. The receiver indicated a fair catch. That's what it was. He did? He, they said he indicated a fair catch. He did not. What? He was waving his hands across saying, get away from the ball. Yeah. They clearly blew that call. I will wow. definitely put uh, my hat on that one. Okay. I thought you had to put your hand above the shoulder to get signal a fair catch. That never came above the shoulder. No. Tomlin. Handoff goes to Beecham around the left-hand side. He's going to take it to the 15 and be run out of bounds right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. 3.02 left to go. Yeah, they definitely blew that call. He went out of bounds, and the ref has got the ball in play already. And I don't understand that. I mean, I know the game is in hand for Hanover, but you got to officiate the game. So it'll be second down 10 yards to go from the 15. And the Lions with Chayton Tomlin, his last home game here at Schuler Field. Steps up, throws over the middle, complete to Paul Miner at the 20, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 22-yard line. Oh, he signaled he's inbounds again. Again. Wow. Unbelievable. Telling you. That must be another new rule. I, I don't know. I, you know, I tried to get one of the officials' watchers that grades them out at Manchester on at halftime to answer some questions, and he would not. 
You know, you know as a coach, Bear, and I'll tell, say this after this play, third down and two yards to go for the Lions from the 23. And we were talking about it yesterday, me and a couple other people. Dropping back, Tomlin throws over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to get the ball to the intended receiver, Trayon Taylor. Everybody on the field has to answer for what they do. Coaches, players, scorekeepers, timekeepers, except officials. They do not have to answer in public for what they do. Right, right. You know, and as you know, you don't want to pick on them. It's a tough job to do. I get it, but you know, you should answer the, the bell just like everybody else. Bear, I've seen officials in high school, college, and professional. It. I know they say it's a tough job to do, but if you're good at your job, it's not that hard. Right. Dropping just do back. it. Yep, you're right. And dropping back to kick the ball away as the Lions, and it'll be taken in by Doherty, and Doherty will come in and fair catch it at the 41-yard line. Let's see if they start the clock. 153, we're going to take a timeout. 27 to 3, Hanover on top of it here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day. They offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Taverns party capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Ballinger off the left-hand side takes it up across the 50 to the 45, and he has got a first down for Hanover as he stayed inbounds into Mount Territory at the 44-yard line. Minute 36 left to go. Clock will continue to run. Lions will be on the road next week for Anderson and then the following week in New York against Maritime. Long, long. We're going to go in the victory formation here, realizing the mouse not going to call a timeout. So Wazenski into victory formation, play clock down to five, and he'll finally get under center and just drop and take a knee as we are now at a minute five to go in the ballgame. Lions may take a timeout just to take their seniors off the field. There goes Sean Sullivan. Yep. Sean Sullivan leaves. Nate Stone will leave. I think you're going to see Peyton Williams leave the ball game now. Nope, he's actually going to stay in. 45 seconds to go as the crowd starts to make their way towards the exits. Play clock down to 10. We'll be on the air next week with the pregame show at 12.30 and the kickoff at 1.30 from Anderson. Wazinski. He'll take a knee, and that should do it, and it will. Hanover comes in to Mount St. Joseph and comes away with a 27-3 win over the Lions here on Senior Day and eliminates the Lions from any talk of Heartland Conference Championship trophies this year. The Lions fall to 6-2 and two overall. They're 4-2 and two in conference play. Hanover now 7-1, and one, and they are 5-0 and oh in conference play. Your final score, Hanover 27, the Lions 3. We'll be back with more on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be in So get up and start. At Iron they develop a healthy relationship and provide a positive
Greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field where the Lions have fallen this afternoon by a final score of 27-3. to Their lowest point total of the season easily and their lowest point total actually over the past couple of years. There, this, this team really came into it and after they gave up the touchdown initially to Hanover, it seemed like they just didn't have the confidence that they could move the football. No, they definitely didn't. You could see that, uh, you know, watching the game, Dave. But, uh, you know, you gotta give your, tip your hats off to the, uh, Hanover Panthers. They came in here, did what they wanted to do. You know, last year they helped the Lions out in, in becoming champs by, uh, beating Franklin. And this year they came in and took care of business on their own. And, uh, you know, you, you said it early in pregame that, uh, on both sides of the ball, it comes down to the line. And unfortunately, a banged up line on the offensive side for the Lions does not help. Not that the backups can't do the job, but again, that chemistry piece makes it tough. And you saw they made a couple adjustments. They got a little bit of momentum going, but just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. 